I don't I don't know how you did it. You, you knocked it out of the park, dude. The I store work. is busy as hell. Mm-hmm. I worked it's out a movie all the, I worked out all the kinks, dude. I got it's great. all the sensors in the right spots on my body. Finally. Even you the just, internal ones. <laughs> you just sit there. You don't. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Bones will clean up. All the other stuff. It's happening. So okay, what? party people. I must decommission for a break. Oh. No. No, we're too busy for that. Dan. He's a machine. He doesn't take well, a break. Dude, I don't want to. He's going to fucking hardwire into OSHA or something. I don't want to get them down here. Uh, six months will never get back. Um, y- you two goddamn bloodsuckers are bleeding me dry. Make them sing a song again. Do the song thing. All right. I'll, okay. I'll let me hook up the sensors. And music engaged. Okay, party people. Let's what? get cosmic. That sounds pretty good. It's They're banging, dancing. Dude. They're dancing in there. Yeah, everybody. I mean, nobody's renting, but people are having a good time. Has this turned into a rave? For- mm-hmm. I don't know who put all these crazy lights up, but it, it's working. I thought Ladies, they were coming from keep movie. your hands over your drinks. <sighs> movie set? Dude, movie wow. bot is fucking on top of shit. <laughs> Smart guy. Mm-hmm. Hello! Is this the home of the famous movie bot who sings? Oh, shit. Who's this guy? Oh no. <laughs> well, it's me, Colonel Todd Parker. Dan, I, oh, the chicken guy. Dan, I'm going to level. This guy's face looks like it's melting off of his skull right now. I mean, <laughs> okay, freaking pretty out. rude intro, but that's okay. He's got a nice hat on. Oh, he's that's dressed right. sharp. Oh, that's right, my boy. And I'm here to invite you to be part of the family business. Are you ready to take flight? Uh, dude, why you got a clown on your cane? Because I'm the snowman. Snowman's coming for the movie bot. Mama Cron, <laughs> I'm ready to fly. Hey, oh, hold on. You're telling me. Oh shit, Cron, we could we could profit off this thing. We are profit right. we're, we're profiting right now, dude. Movie uh, box dude. got the store bumping. Oh, Mama Cron, I've always wanted to buy you pink Cadillac. Oh. You could buy Mama Cron fifty pink Cadillacs. Oh, you're making you me feel good, movie box. <laughs> that would be inefficient. Inefficiency well, is the sign of luxury, my boy. How much? Uh, how much are we talking? What? Well, what is he going to be doing? Has he got a tour or just? Well, he'll have to tour, but exclusively in the United States. Oh, so Conus only. Okay. No, uh, I think Moviebot. Moviebot is fine with this. Passport registration it. is a goddamn pain. He could crush in Japan. That's all. I I'm can't saying. afford the shipping costs. That's oh, <laughs> true. That would be. It's a whole crew. Movie Cron only issue. flies first class. Movie Cron. <laughs> He's got some movie bots over here. <laughs> he took your last name in remembrance. Oh, movie bot is sweet as hell. It's making my heart 
grow three times its size. I yes. think we call it Mamacron Industries. That's perfect, because, of course, family is the most important, and you'll have the strength of two movie bots in you. Yeah, fuck that. How much money are we going to make? You'll make so much little bit of my money. Damn, that sounds like more money than we've got right now. Am I going to have any, like, job of importance through this whole thing? Oh, let's see. I need a business manager. (laughs) You slap slap a title, I'm in. I'm in. Okay, and Kron, we need a janitor. Yeah, uh, it sounds good, Dan. Moviebot will wreck every goddamn hotel room. (laughs) That's That's fine. That's what rock stars do. That's that's what rock stars do, my boy. Dan, I'm going to level with you. I think yep. whatever gets this guy out of the store the quickest, because honestly, he gives me like a coming. he gives me like a yeah, cursed monkey paw coming. kind of vibe or something. Yeah, Take the thing's weird too. The movie bot. Colonel, do you have any of that happy juice? Oh, we can get you so much happy juice that you'll be comatose. It's not a loss. You will, you uh, will right. be doing so many karate moves on stage, movie bot. I can see it now, gagging on microphones. Did you take his gun away? Movie bots? No, I yeah. gave him another gun. He, he oh, has shit. two now. Right. Okay. Oh, don't don't point that at me, movie bot. I'm only here for the best. I only want the best for you. Well, maybe All right, he'll return if things go wrong. Can right. you fly, Colonel? <laughs> We're going to fly together, my boy. All right, weird, melty Colonel. I think this deal really sounds win, 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 win. So That's right. And everyone will be so happy and healthy at the end of this deal. <laughs> I think you draw up the paperwork. We're ready to sign. Thank Great. Lord. No lawyers. No lawyers involved because now we're a family. I wasn't even thinking about lawyers. Me neither. Me neither. Why'd you bring it up then? All right. You drop the papers. I'm going to throw on one last movie for us to enjoy with MovieBot. Because this week on Five Day Rentals, it's Vibrations. Welcome back, everybody, to the Five Day Rentals Podcast. This is the video store podcast where each week we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun, non-genre-specific category. This round's category is Nate Hands or Feet, movies in which the human body plays a pivotal role in the storyline. I will be your host. I am Cron Howard. I'm joined, as always, by my two favorite techno bros, Bones and Laundry. Dan, how are you guys doing? Howdy. I don't go by that name anymore. What name? Bones. Techno? You you don't, don't, uh, I don't answer that anymore. I'm still coming up with it. 
Cyberbones. Cyberbones mm-hmm. works for now. Right. Okay. But play this game. We can do Not really feeling the energy of a bones right now. Sounds like you need to get to a rave, bro. Yeah, what's, yeah. What, what's wrong? <laughs> I don't know. I got no war to fight. <laughs> sure. Econom- economy's crashing. Mm-hmm. Who gives a shit? Classic uh, Gen X bullshit, I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Blah, blah. Fucking sucks. All right, guys. We are also joined this week by a very special guest hailing from... The only city so greedy they've been hoarding all of our Liberty Bells. That's right. He is the host of the amazing podcast, The Best Little Horror House in Philadelphia. In Philly. It's just Philly. Short for Philadelphia, though. <laughs> His name is George Heffler. How are you doing, George? Hey, hey. Up, buddy? how's it going, guys? Glad to be back. Talking about a good movie this time instead of Mad God, am I right? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Well, I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna bring up. I mean, on your podcast, you do every week, every two weeks, discuss the best horror movie ever made. Mm-hmm. This experience has to almost feel like the opposite. I mean, you know, Kron, I have often said that it's impossible to appreciate the highs without also experiencing the lows, and uh, I am a longtime fan of B movies in general. And uh, I can certainly appreciate like a, a direct-to-video kind of thing. Um, you know, all of all of the genres of schlock and trash. I, I, I love that too. It's impossible to have the good without having the bad. There is no day without night, after all. Man, we're really like a, a yin and a yang for each other. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So happy to be the the lower portion. <laughs> <laughs> On the, hey on the man, spectrum. It's, someone has to, right? Someone has to. <laughs> we'll take it. We we are gravity. <laughs> yeah, coming <laughs> back down to earth. <laughs> we we know where our bread's buttered. I mean, you know. Look, there's. It's some might say that there's more to be said about these uh, these these lower budget movies and stuff that have more interesting texture to them than some of the the bigger names. You know, there's a reason that Halloween hasn't been picked on my show. Because everybody goes, oh, wow, it's a great movie, but what can I say that hasn't been said? And uh, with these ones, you know, there's there, who the hell? <laughs> People are not talking about vibrations that much, and so there's plenty to be said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the number one thing said about it is, what the fuck is this? Right, right. I think that's probably true. <laughs> yeah. I think even when you're halfway through watching it to yourself, <laughs> you whisper, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I, I'm certainly whispering things to myself watching. I, no, I was shouting them out loud, actually. I am um, an hour and 20 minutes into this movie. I went, <laughs> is there going to be external conflict? Barely. Barely. <laughs> they sneak it in right at the end. <laughs> it, it The credits rolled. I got up and said, I'm the villain. And I walked out. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true, actually. I mean, Kron, when you you pick this movie and you say uh, a musician loses his hands and gets robot hands, mm-hmm. and that's all you say, yeah. I just assume it's a Kron pick, it's going to be fucking weird, and then it's just going to get nasty, right? Like, So I'm set up from the get-go that this is going to be a crazy revenge movie, and like you said, like at an hour 40, I was like, well, when is he going to start like 
killing people and like when is he going to strangle Christina Applegate and when like <laughs> when is all of this going to happen? Um, so at the end, when the end of the movie comes and I'm like happy, it's kind of weird, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. This, yeah, I want to. I mean, I did want to throw a, a curveball in somewhere. I do think. I mean, I had not watched this movie really before picking it. Might have seen 15, 20 minutes. But based solely on the description I read of man loses hands and gets robot hands, I thought, how's this not going to have something to it to talk about? Yeah, that's enough. That's the pitch. Mm -hmm. Well, we don't want to talk about how dirty my uh, porn search was afterwards to (laughs) find something to, you know, get that feeling back from. Yeah. Do you do yeah. a lot of robot searches? <laughs> robot hand jerk off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> huh, I'll bust my balls. I'll just do JOI, man. Okay. Uh, Those that know, no, you know, I'm not going to explain it. What is that? Google it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Google it on your work computer, though. Yeah, <laughs> on your Apple TV during dinner time. I'm trying really hard to like think of a different, different thing that could fill in those words than what it actually is. I'm having a really difficult time. Cron, <laughs> so. this is uh, it's like an hour and fifty minutes. Pretty long movie. Yeah, it's for a what little, it is. It's a little long, but <laughs> I don't know. It kind of. Yeah, I think it, it still books though, 20. man. I think it it feels like an eighty minute. I feel like. I mean, wow. Yeah, I disagree. Personally. Oh, okay. <laughs> I felt I, every um, minute. Those the like it's not even like the first act because it's like it's like the transition between Act One and Act Two feels like an eternity to me. <laughs> I I don't know. I'm kind of split down the middle. Like the movie. I do feel the length of it, but also I don't know if I've ever seen anything quite like this. So it's like, as I continue watching it, I'm not bored. I might be Mm -hmm. feeling like, yeah, this is a little long, but at the same time, it is kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if they know what tone they're trying to hit from (laughs) scene to scene. So it's a new adventure every, you know, 15 minutes. And I don't know what you would cut. I think that what I I mean, for me, it's mostly that like once he runs away, we're like, OK, I get it. I'm ready to like for him to hit rock bottom and then have to get picked back up. And it feels like they take a long time hitting rock bottom. See, on rewatch, I felt like rock bottom. They they do the absolute minimum to get you back up. As to like at least mid level. Wow. Like I would I wonder what that actual runtime is yeah. on rewatch because I was dreading it. I was like, I do not want to watch this again. It's so fucking depressing. And I felt like it <laughs> flew by. And I I guess I guess my my issue is like the the breaking of trust of uh, the breaking of trust with Christina Applegate Ugh. was like Ugh. I was like, uh, "Come on, man! <laughs> this this doesn't need to be in here. Just like let's get to the get to the upswing." But I also do uh, I do understand that that is part of the fun. And like Kron said, the idea of this bizarre juxtaposition of tones is is a good time. 
So I don't want to sound like I hated this movie because I definitely did not. Um, but it was just, uh, I guess I was like, I know the description of the movie. I'm ready for it to get to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. I guess that's my biggest hang up too is like, for you to get to the payoff that you know is coming. Yeah. That feels like a long stretch, but I don't know, man. There is like, there's so much weird stuff in between that happens. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, I think we just get into the plot of this thing at this point instead of beating around the bush here. All right. You guys good? Yeah. Man. Yeah. Oh, real quick. Did, did anyone here actually like get, at all into rave culture in any way <laughs> not i i didn't either Negatory. like this was this I was were, so separated from I, my experience I, as much as i feel more like a gen xer than a millennial i think i'm still a little too young to have you know to be of the age where i could have gone to a rave you know you it's know? interesting because they kind of came back into style when i was in college and it just still wasn't really my scene because uh, I smoke weed, but I mostly stick to natural stuff. And so uh, the the my friends who were going to raves were like doing Molly and stuff. And they weren't like just going to listen to music, which I'm sure that there are people who enjoy raves sober. My friends were not doing that. And so since <laughs> I wasn't doing Molly and I don't even like being around drunk people when I'm not drunk. I was like, I'm definitely not going to be around a room full of people fucking tripping balls while I'm just sitting there listening to music. So um, I never really got into it. There was a lot of like the Skrillex and Diplo. Diplo is big in Philadelphia. The like mad decent block parties were a big thing. And so like I have some affection for some dubstep and techno stuff, but like it's in the very like. Uh, looking back fondly on a dumbass time in my life kind of way. <laughs> yeah, I feel I never... like, I mean, I feel like the closest I ever got was like Aphex Twin or something. <laughs> that's like, that's kind of, you know, like dance adjacent, I would say. But sure. it's also, sort of yeah, stuff. it's also a lot weirder uh, than, let's see, the Prodigy, I guess, when Bones and I were coming up, that was oh, kind yeah. of. And Crystal Method, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The yeah, Dust I to, Brothers. I had to fight off a lot of arson charges. That's for sure. <laughs> you were a wicked fire starter. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I heard you're twisted fire starter. Wow, yeah. that's actually what I said, and you just misheard. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were right at first. Oh, okay. that, I just added the second lyric. Oh, George. Oh, that I did get it right. Oh, good. Yeah, if people right. at the rave were just drinking mango juice instead of getting <laughs> drunk, would you have considered? Oh, you know, going? I do genuinely like mango juice a lot, so that is tempting. Um, I George, think if I had to listen to the, their friend who was like the main rave guy, then I probably would be like, "Let's get the fuck out of here." <laughs> would you have bought one of those badass T-shirts that yes. you're selling? That absolutely. I would have definitely stopped at the merch stand on the way out while I was bailing <laughs> on that guy. <laughs> I would said, "Do you have one with like a mango juice logo on it?" <laughs> I did find online you can buy a Cyberstorm t-shirt, so. Wow. Of course you can. Yeah. And you did, right? I haven't yet, but I'm okay. I'm, I'm pretty tempted, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Laying awake at night. <laughs> so we'll see the outcome of this show. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, guys. This is 
Vibrations from 1996, directed by Michael Pasernak? Pasorek? I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Um, the last name. Sorry, Michael, uh, for butchering your your last name. All right, we open. He's probably pissed. He's like, yeah. finally, mm-hmm. someone's talking about my movie. Mm-hmm. And they fuck up my name like that. He's listening. He's yeah, for sure. Hi, Michael. Punching a hole right through his <laughs> iPhone right now. Every week he gets on Spotify and searches Vibrations 1996. I guess he's probably already pissed at me because I just spent like five minutes bad mouthing his movie pacing. <laughs> so um, it's probably too late for me to get on his good side, but. Uh, this is his only directed film. He is no like, way. yeah, this is, you've seen a hundred percent on Letterboxd for <laughs> complete yep. check. Yes. Uh, but he is a pretty prolific, uh, producer and executive producer in Hollywood. I saw like, I mean, he's on bigger shit, like one of the Hunger Games movies he's the uh, executive producer on. So was he producing before this movie or did he start trying to direct and then move to producing? No, I think I'm wondering he, where he got the cachet to get this yeah. movie made. I think he was producing like before and after this. This was like his one venture into <laughs> I don't I guess he had a passion project and <laughs> got the funds together. I'm gonna so. do one and this is it. He mm-hmm. said, I need to write what I know, and what I know is being Cyberstorm. Mm-hmm. He was also uh at a time i think he was one he was the big wig of Lionsgate. i think wow. the, at one point and he didn't put this back into theaters yeah <laughs> That's he didn't though. release it on blu-ray See how many fucking saw movies they made how the fuck did we not get seven vibrations follow them all man i've seen every goddamn saw movie <laughs> same uh did you see spiral Book i of- did I have not seen Spiral. Fucking dog shit. Okay. (laughs) It was really bad. I mean, the performances themselves were just atrocious. Like, I even was like, fine. The message of the movie was good. It reminded me of Six in that it was like angry about something. But so when performances were bad. When Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, you were like, yeah, he deserved that. Good. I said good. That was for Spiral. Justice for Spiral. (laughs) All right, guys, vibrations. We open on a shot of a cop car driving through any town, USA. Jersey, baby. Mm-hmm. Fun cru- I thought this was a fun little cruise around town to start. Yeah, that, this is why I had you on, George. <laughs> the <laughs> deep Philly lore that you That's could. Right. There's a in. sign that says Philly 50 miles at one point, and I did the Leo snap. <laughs> Uh, we cut over to a garage. Inside is probably the strangest band I've ever seen. We've got drums, bass, guitar slash keyboards, and saxophone. And it seems like they're playing, I don't know, like upbeat public domain telephone hold music, maybe? You just don't get experimental it's, music, Ron. Yeah, dude. I think it slaps. <laughs> Fucking vaporwave shit, that, dude. That and sax seems a little like synthy, but... Oh, I like that that friend definitely like just like played saxophone from band in middle school or whatever, and he was like, I want to be part of the band too, guys. I'm like, all right, I guess you can play saxophone over there. <laughs> I mean, it seems like they were just a you know, a trombonist away from a ska band. So burp, 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 burp. 
We're doing it again. <laughs> We're getting there. We should record. Oh, this is recorded. All right. What's a what's another ska track we can? Uh, I hope you have a beer. Isn't that a real big fish song? Uh, yeah, uh, there's sellout. Real big fish, not my oeuvre. Uh, sellout. All right, so we've we've established Dude. George is anti rave, anti ska. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I like I like look. Um, Jeff Rosenstock, who is a pop punkist that I'm a fan of, occasionally ventures into ska. So he's good, but he doesn't have any like particularly famous songs. He's not like a hit like the impression that I get. Oh, he's was, no mighty mighty boss though. Was he the guy who like wasn't? Did he put out an album and then put out a ska version of yeah, the same he sure album? Did. No mm-hmm. dream and then ska dream. Hell yeah, it's tight as hell, dude. It was great. Both versions very good. And actually, I saw a concert of both versions um, in New York. He played one night the regular version, and then the next night the um, ska version. So I went up there for the ska one, and then saw him play the regular version down here in Philly, and it was sick. Fuck yeah, damn! Shout out Jeff Rosenstock, <laughs> big fan. <laughs> All right, suddenly this cop he throws Michael's a- fucking heated. Mm-hmm. This is about his fucking movie, and we just did five minutes on some <laughs> Jeff guy. <laughs> Jeff is great. When when Michael is putting out content at the quality of Jeff Rosenstock, then I will rave about him on other when I'm supposed to be talking about other stuff. <laughs> All right, the garage door it gets thrown open. The cop he's standing in the doorway. Uh, this guitarist he comes over. He's like. Who are you to enter the inner sanctum of the legendary TJ Cray? <laughs> Is that the band's name? No, that's this guy's it's name. Him. That's him. Yeah. What's T- the band's TJ name? and the Crays. I, I think it's I think he just goes by TJ Cray. I think he's that's just his backing band. Wow. These kids are we'll, we'll get to it. And he's not playing both instruments at the same time, by the way. <laughs> That's right. He could he could set up a little loop on that guitar and then go over to the keys. He could be fingering up the neck a little bit. He could be hammering on Eddie style. No, it's- he played keyboard. He stopped and started <laughs> Van Halen guitar. That's true. He did shred. So his hands aren't that fucking important. <laughs> well, you still what? need them to play. That's true. I actually agree with Dan. He deserves this. What? Yeah. Yeah, you still need hands to play both of those instruments. Yeah, he. This is his punishment Look, for his hubris. At this <laughs> you try point, try to play two instruments at once. You're asking for it. At this point, I'm not feeling sorry for the guy. All right, I might change my mind. Wait, well, at this at this point in the movie, because nothing bad yeah. is happening. He's just hanging out in his garage. <laughs> yeah, he's about to get accosted by the cops. You don't think that's bad? This dude just busted him with no search warrant. I know what's going to happen, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, dude, have a cab. Shoot his dog. <laughs> Uh, this cop's kind of like, you know, I really hope it works out for you boys so I don't have to put up with this shit anymore. <laughs> Can you imagine responding to a noise complaint at your own house? Whoa. It did get me, to be honest. <laughs> I did. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, so I had to throw Well, the there's movie. zero resemblance. There's yeah. no physical evidence to indicate <laughs> that like these two people would be related. <laughs> yeah, might be adopted. Yeah, he looks like the mom we never see. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And she definitely has a name. 
the king in the last episode of Thunder and Paradise looks more like his supposed son than these two look alike. <laughs> George, you'll get there. I'll get there. I'm. Re- I mean, I, if I'm just imagining a tiny version of this cop, to be honest, then it's making me laugh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Uh, the cop adds, I'd throw the book at you, but then whose ass would I kick in ping pong? Whoa. Got him. Fucking I, got his ass. I do love that. It's like every other sentence out of this cop's mouth. He's like, you knuckleheads. You, <laughs> like, oh, they love every one of it. They <laughs> love getting their fucking balls busted by by Daddy Cray. Yeah, he's Dids. a real, uh, Officer Krupke over here. Dids. This is a good dad. Like he's this, a good dad. This right? is a fantastic movie <laughs> he's dad. He's a good dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A great he, movie dad. He's honestly the most tragic character in the film. Because <laughs> yep. T- TJ's kind of shitty to him. I yeah, mean, for sure. For sure. Can't pick up the phone at any point. And <laughs> well, he, him, he, he does lose his hands. His time, so. bro. Yeah, he's a great he's he, a great he dad. Very well adjusted for a police officer. Uh, we get. A- we don't know what he's doing on duty, but that's true. Way there's <laughs> a reason true. that the yeah. wife never gets discussed. <laughs> well, from from what we see in the film, I'm pretty sure this guy only works the noise complaint beat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get. Yeah, a that's pre- called protecting and serving, Cron. <laughs> <laughs> we do get a pretty typical scene here where uh, TJ and his dad discuss like, well, tonight's the big show, huh? Like. Your opportunity to really make it or break it. So mm, very uh, pointed break a leg. Mm-hmm. I would like to point out something I noticed on my second viewing. When TJ is walking down the driveway with his dad, for some reason, James Marshall is walking as though he has the hand prosthetics on his his <laughs> hands. Yeah, and I don't know. I was wondering, like, did they shoot this afterwards? And he was still like, in the, <laughs> like he still was like in that method. Daniel Day Lewis. But if you it's watch like- <laughs> that thirty seconds, his hands are in the same like locked position, and he's walking with like a, a locked wrist. It's very weird. You know how Austin Butler can't stop being Elvis now. This is the same thing where he just has that motion to his hands now forever. That poor guy. That they, poor man. That movie did him dirty. To be that movie did him dirty. Um, I should say. Now that my Colonel Todd Parker character has been revealed, um, that was you. I fucking... <laughs> Whoa! Wait! Holy wait. shit! Sorry to peel Stop back the, the fucking show. <laughs> Sorry to peel back the curtain like that, um, but boy, that movie fucking rocks. I loved it dearly. I watched it again last night to brush up on Colonel Tom Parker, and I was like, "Fuck, this movie is good." Baz, you did it again, my boy. My boy. I made it an hour. Oh. I made it an hour. Bones. I got the sense that you, when we were trying to work out a cold open idea to let's pull back the curtain even more, um, and what you responded with, I was like, shit, I think I know where he's he's headed. <laughs> so I was like, all right, let me, so hence the pink Cadillac and fly references, because I only got, I mean, Elvis is only in 15 minutes of the first hour, so... Uh, <laughs> But well, that's right, booby. It, it was it was not for me. Maybe I need to give it a sh- another shot, but uh, maybe. Although I feel I feel like if you uh, you got even ten seconds in, you know what you're 
<laughs> if okay. you don't like those, if it for maintains that energy, I don't know yeah, if I it can does. do it. It's exhausting, I will say. <laughs> yeah, I got halfway, but I had to rewatch Vibrations last night, so oh, I didn't man. finish it. Oh, <laughs> bummer. It you was. It. It's great. I saw it in theaters. I mean, it was not my favorite movie of the year, but um, I do th- like. It seems like Hanks was catching a lot of shit for that performance, and yeah, like, incorrectly. So yeah, I thought that was one of the more fun parts of the movie. So yeah, I mean, I, it's really interesting because there's a lot of emphasis on the comic book nature of Elvis's own fascination with them, and then the way that he is like has a superpower level of entertainer, and um, so I think it's very interesting that Tom Hanks is basically the penguin in it because he is a comic book villain, like. It's it's framed as a comic book story. It almost feels like unbreakable to me. <laughs> like it's um it's in that same kind of like oh reality plus a little bit kind of world. And uh, the way it's edited is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, he's is a he's a con artist and he's in the background, like always coming up to approach. Like that's kind of what I got from just what I've seen, which mm-hmm. I really liked. Mm-hmm. And how he meets him in the House of Mirrors or whatever and Ooh. shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm liking what I'm watching so far. Yeah, baby. All right, That's guys. my boy. <laughs> TJ's dad is also, uh, I think at this point he's kind of like. We have not left the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> His dad Jesus. is like. I had know, to get my Elvis opinion out there, Bones. <laughs> His dad says, I always preferred the classics, uh, but, you know, Beethoven never made the front page of the paper, hands it over. I don't know what the headline was, but probably something like two-handed musicians set to rock (laughs) the stage tonight. I think it was something to the effect of, like, local 17-year-old about to break big. (laughs) Well, and then... Okay. Setting him up for failure there. Yeah, all the other band runs over, and they're like, where's our picture? And then I think they say, we're on page two. Like, how long is the fucking article? (laughs) Just not much going on in this (laughs) Continued, page two and three. Yeah. (laughs) All right. uh, The band is making plans for the show this evening. Uh, So one guy's kind of like, TJ, I'll swing by at 5.30, pick you up. Other guy's going to come by at 6, grab the gear. Uh, but TJ, he's like, why don't we all just meet up at the club? I got something I got to take care of. Uh, does this have something to do with your wiener? Whoa. <laughs> he's basically doing the Tex Avery hammer smash. Eyes yeah. <laughs> popping out. Uh, we, <laughs> that is such a... <laughs> I don't know how they landed on wiener, but... I was glad they did. I mean, it's fucking funny. What, what do what do teenagers say? <laughs> what do teenagers say in a PG voice? Wiener, wiener. It's it, the answer was wiener. Mm-hmm. They were right. I mean, this has some f bombs in it, doesn't it? Yeah, that's I, it. I think this is R, isn't it? Wow. I mean, I'm going to tell you there's... That's true. I'm going to look it up right now. A certain body part uh, that wanted to be free from uh, Miss Christina Applegate. I will say... It was the 90s, bruh. It was part of the style. (laughs) Here's what I will say that makes me think it might be rated R, is that the... um, Once he... uh, You know what? I I feel like I'm going to be jumping ahead too much to reference this just now, so... 
I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait for this reveal to yeah. happen and then say, this is why I maybe think it was rated R. All right. We see TJ. He sneaks over into a sleeping woman's house. Uh-oh. Uh, he gets undressed, gets into bed. Luckily, this woman knows TJ. Thank God. Whew. Thought his dad was going to show up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, these two are dating. I think her name's Elisa. Um they start kind of making out, and TJ even says to her, like, hey, I can't stay long. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very important here in a second. <laughs> Some time passes. TJ wakes up in bed. It's now pitch dark outside. <laughs> she, why didn't she wake him up? <laughs> oh, man. I, I mean, sometimes you fucking... Sometimes you, you pop, go hard, you, you pop yourself out, man. You think? Yeah, but they could have just... You know, this is going to be a three-minute one, and we're going to go to bed, and the next thing you know, you're both taking a shower, you're getting a round two, you're drinking some Gatorade, you're calling a grub hub, you get going... Yeah, you know, three minutes turns into a, a, a three-timer, so... I, they could have just thrown in a scene of her being like, hey, wake up, it's your big show, and he kind of, like, waves <laughs> her off, like... Goes back and that to sleep. would be the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> he waves her off because he's dozing. Crom's yeah. right. Yeah. He just falls back asleep and then wakes up at nine o'clock at night. Yeah. I think I actually think that would be better if he like if there was an effort like, oh, he was about to wake up on time. And then like he just out of habit hits the snooze button on the alarm yeah. or something. Well, maybe they shot it, but his hog was in the frame. <laughs> so they had to oh, cut that. That makes sense, actually. I mean, what we see, though, is that... His wiener, he, please. He, yeah, wiener. <laughs> it's a wiener. He's in her apartment. They bang. She, I guess, fully wakes up, gets dressed, goes to her stewardess job, <laughs> and up, just Grant. leaves We don't him. know if they bang, okay? In her apartment. Uh, he pretty much says he brought a fucking French tickler with a reservoir tip, dude. I don't know. <laughs> what else you I need heard to know? that he got uh, a Glock. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Desert Saw Eagle point five out. A Glockenspiel, the instrument from his band? <laughs> so he's late. Yeah, it's nine o'clock. He should have been there, you know, at the club at this point. He jumps in his crappy little car and races over to the venue. But on the way, a bunch of drunk rednecks cut in front of him on the road. So that wow. every week. You know, it's funny because I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't describe myself as a pranks guy, but I can appreciate a good prank. But, again, it is always very, very funny to me when bullies in a movie are like, our prank will be literally murdering this guy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you know, as a prank. And even if they didn't mean to, it's like so beyond the pale. That it becomes so hilarious. Like, these highway hijinks are just so (laughs) life-threatening. I think we'll get to it, Kron. Get to it. Yeah, so these guys, they're speeding up, slowing down. TJ's kind of freaking out behind the wheel. Uh, He honks his horn, and it gets stuck. So he stops (laughs) to, like, disconnect some wires that uh, power the horn, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, we feel that horn the whole time. Uh, and as soon as he, yeah, Fake the horn horns. is like, well, it's creating shit. Ten- it's creating tension. <laughs> you were on the edge of your seat? Yeah. 
I was going to say, I think he is in more danger checking his goddamn watch as he's driving <laughs> than these guys. Wow. Because he looked at it like 19 times. Wow. Get his so, This always fucking happens. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> but oh. he is generally annoyed. I think he does some good acting there. <laughs> I might be turning a page here, Kron. Wow. I'm working it out, baby. As soon as TJ gets that uh, horn disconnected, boom, a fucking bat smashes right into his windshield. Uh, and these guys just start, you know, they're kicking out headlights. They're doing everything they can. One of these rednecks, he hops into a bulldozer that's over on the grass beside these vehicles. Um, and it's got like a big fucking jackhammer on the end of it. Mm-hmm. So I like that he puts the outriggers down. Like he's he's still yeah. conscious of his own safety, so he takes the fifteen seconds to put those down before he starts attacking the car. What was his name? Oh, Mark, you crazy bastard! Uh, goon number one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. they call him. No, they oh, had you're names. so crazy. You're so IMDb, crazy, man. It had uh, it had all their like goofy names there at the bottom. Uh, this redneck behind the bulldozer, he starts stabbing the car up real good. Uh, kind of gets one like right through the engine block. It looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude's still trying to start the car. It's like it's done, bro. And then yeah, eventually, I have, he's sorry, I, I have the names here, and they are worth mentioning. Okay. I think. Yes, please. Okay, the names are Dano, Zeke, <laughs> Bugger, Gabe, Bing, Cannon, and Miles. So that's the band and the and the goons. Somewhere a, a mix of those. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Do we want to guess which is which is goon and which is band? I think Zeke is a goon. Zeke Booger might be a goon. <laughs> Dano's banned. Bugger, please. Dan- Let's get it right. It's Bugger. Oh, Dano, Dano seems banned. Yeah. Dano could be banned. Bing? Bing could go either way. I think Bing is banned. Yeah. I think Miles is the guy who does the the jackhammering. I think it's Miles, you crazy bastard. Oh, he's so he's crazy working out bastard. that fucking that name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Cannon. Cannon trying is to our last bully that Miles. His Cannon's whole life. gotta be a goon, right? Yeah, that has to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could be the sax player. Cannon's a great name for a fucking sax player. Wow. That's true. That is true. Got a point. Uh, eventually these guys end up crushing the top of TJ's car with that jackhammer and then they instantly are all like holy shit what the fuck did we do <laughs> it's like the thing you've been doing for the last five minutes well, well he stopped screaming yeah <laughs> then the realization kicked in it's not fun anymore yeah uh we cut to tj waking up in a hospital his dad is there uh when he first wakes up he's like oh my hands are burning <laughs> And the dad and Lisa look at each other like, oh, fuck. Uh, TJ does look down eventually, and what he sees is zero hands. I like that he, like, he only, like, kind of looks down. He, like, also, like, raises them up to him. Yeah. (laughs) Turns away. (laughs) Is it just me, or were the girlfriend and and the dad a... A little bit too handsy. <laughs> no, I think... <laughs> if the, you know what I mean. <laughs> no, the dad's just... That's just a nice guy. He's, right. just, he's just a nice guy. Okay. They, 
they have a shared trauma now. I mean, yeah. <laughs> All right, that's got to be a rough conversation to have. Like he's he's gonna ask. Like like, do you let him find out himself? Do you like try to warn him? Do you like <laughs> as soon as he wakes up, TJ? You have no hands. Yes. <laughs> there, I said it. Rip the bandaid off. What are you talking about? I don't see that. Look down, you fool. There is kind of a crazy part. Hey, TJ, hand me that thing. That's right. You can't. (laughs) Bye. You gotta go. Continue to be thirsty because you can't pick anything up. There's a crazy part where he does look down and sees that he has no hands. And then he just kind of looks around and goes, shit. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, and then he crushingly says, Dad, uh, uh, oh, fuck, man. Wow. His performance here is really good, actually. He's a Twin Peaks kid, right? I'm not yeah. a not a Twin Peaks pro, so. Yeah, he plays James. Um, I liked when he said, will I ever play piano, Doc? <laughs> and the doctor said, in time. And he said, oh, good, because I couldn't before. <laughs> Only keyboards. <laughs> Damn. Long walk for not a lot of payoff for that. No, no, no. <laughs> just kind of kicking him while he's down right now. Yeah, you know? George. I, I am super hand. sensitive to how much I like want to rip on this. You know, like <laughs> I, I feel like karma is going to hit me. Wow. I have housework to do tomorrow. I'll be operating saws and what have you. So, Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> careful. Oh, we cut to a scene with TJ and his doctor. Um, he's got some fake hands at this point. The doctor, I don't. She says, uh, like, I even have a few patients that eventually can tie their own shoes. And I would be like, fuck. (laughs) That's the worst thing to say right now. (laughs) This is 1996. Do we not have better looking fake hands? Oh, my God. Not bad over real hands. (laughs) hands. I didn't understand. I get that they have a rigid skeleton. Like, you know, cause, so you can form them. But do they need to be that rigid that they require that much force? Like, it seems like she is, like, are they cold? When she, when she's trying to bend his hand, she's got to put a shit ton of force into the fingers. I think she uh, built those herself. And uh, okay. it's pretty fucked up of you to criticize them like this without being able to do better, Bones. I, I would at least put a little WD-40 on mine there, George. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fair. That's fair. Yeah, but you, and then you it starts running down his his uh, arms there. I I would think a little too tight is a is better than a little too loose with mm-hmm. fake hands. Mm-hmm. Wait, what what kind of activities are we talking about here? Uh, she's trying to show TJ how to drink from a cup, which is not going. Oh, well. that's what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, Lisa, who's TJ's girlfriend, she comes over to visit. The dad kind of catches her outside, and he's like, uh, shit's not going too well, so thanks for coming to see him. But again, TJ's in a pretty good spot. Like, the girlfriend still seems down to date him. The dad is super nice, as we've established. Mm-hmm. Uh, good little touch when you first see the inside of TJ's room. Because he has a giant Jimi Hendrix poster where he's doing the flaming guitar thing. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's literally a poster that's like, look how fucking cool hands are. Yeah. <laughs> and he's right. Absolutely. 
They're yeah. handy. I love my hands. Uh, Lisa and TJ start kissing, but he kind of touches her with his prosthetic hand, and she bristles away. I mean, he's got to know that she's got to get used to it. Look, you can know something and still react emotionally to it. Yeah. Dan. I mean, imagine what those fingers could do to her. Go, go, gadget, finger bang. Well, when he gets the metal hand later, that's the time yeah. to capitalize. Yeah, yeah. how heavy that's- are those things? Like, <laughs> he could have left a fucking bump, you know? <laughs> how do you wipe your ass? Well, Dan, you go back to forth, usually. Yeah. No, that's not true. You go front to back. Maybe they got a um, uh, bidet. Oh, that's true. Perf. They got it got installed after the accident. All right, yeah. you guys, you wake up. You just found out you have no hands. First question: What are you asking? Where are my I'm, hands? I'm biting my tongue off. <laughs> you would be your... a combination of those two. Yeah, I'm gonna try and scream. Where are my hands? But while biting my tongue off, <laughs> I don't know what I that uh, zero thought zero thought. I'm done. You can't give me some um, more of those drugs. I think what would what would be my real first question? I think I would say, yeah, where am I? I think Kron's exactly right. I think where are my hands is absolutely yeah. the first thing you did. Where's the jar? Like you want to see them? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, TJ and Lisa kind of have a little back and forth. She ends up leaving. Um, okay, this is the moment where. I think perhaps it earns its R rating, which it does, in fact, have. I looked it up. It is rated R. And it is when he um, threatens to use his stump to get her off. And I went, oh, oh, my. Um, That was a pretty intense moment. He is lashing out. Uh, In a big way. And you know what? I will say that uh, as as Bones has been saying. Some of the performance in this movie is pretty solid, and I think that his his rage, uh, the Twin Peaks acting is coming through here. He feels very James in that moment, and it's a good thing. So was Twin Peaks over at this point, or was it still going on? In no, it was done. It was done. It was done? Okay. Yeah. I think. I'm going to sound like a fucking idiot if that's wrong. Well, <laughs> this is 96. I feel like Twin Peaks... What- uh, Firewalk with me is what ninety two, yeah, ninety three. So yeah, okay. Twin Peaks was on nineteen ninety to nineteen ninety one. Okay, okay. I thought so, and then I got very nervous all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the tent. I would say tension, but like his stress builds here because he's he's bothered by her reaction, which comes immediately after him sort of lightening up, and they're starting to make out. Mm-hmm. She has that tense reaction. And he immediately just starts to build. He's like, that's okay. I took a piss earlier and almost ripped it off. Good thing I didn't jerk off. Mm-hmm. And then he like pops it off and he says like, are you stumped? I know I am. Like the I the the writing and the performance I feel like are pretty realistic. And they do a lot in those two scenes to sort of fill in like, this is probably a few weeks after, mm-hmm. right? So it... I feel like a lot more. A lot of movies would probably stretch this out later. I don't think that it is. I would think that I thought this was like next day. 
I guess you. Oh, would've... you think it's that fast? I did think it was that fast. Wow. Okay. Because uh, I, like I, a I think few that, weeks. I thought. I thought that the whole point was that like she. I mean, you don't think that she would have visited him for weeks? That's his girlfriend. Um. I feel doesn't the dad say something about like it's been a rough few days or something when she when she comes over he's like hey thanks for coming over it's he's been I, I think that that could be like day of accident plus the next day have yeah. been rough few days that's at least how I took it it's a layered fucking movie man maybe crazy, you know what like, you how? know what it could be weeks though because if she's a stewardess she had to fly away mm-hmm. Well, when, did, trips. when did we establish that she was a stewardess? She it has a stewardess up. outfit. Yeah, the outfit was yeah. on her luggage there when he sneaks in. Or that's house. their kink, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> just outfit. He's, he's into the uniform. No, and I her picture not. says "Fly with me" or something. Well, I think she's, fly with me, my boy. <laughs> I think she says too at some point, like, um, "I can't go to the show tonight because I have to work." I'm busy or, like, stewardessing. Yeah. yeah. I just want to fly. And she's only paid while she's in the air. It's fucking bullshit, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they need to unionize. Not, look, hey, that song doesn't say put your hands around me, baby. It says put your arms around me, baby. So he can still get down <laughs> to that. That's true. You can't carry a suitcase, but. <laughs> All right. TJ goes out to the garage. Uh, he kind of plunks a few notes on his keyboard and then just destroys the entire thing. Hey, I know I'm getting old. When I fucking locked in on the seed spreader that was in the corner in the garage, and I thought that is that's a solid fucking machine. I wish I had that. Jesus, I don't make them like again. No, <laughs> yo. <laughs> Cut to a scene with TJ's dad on the phone. Um, no reaction from Crom to that. <laughs> to the. To the penis thing? Yeah. Uh, Just stone-faced. Cron, stone-faced. Cron hates a good joke sometimes. <laughs> I, I think it's... Because it, he didn't say it. Yeah, it uh, bums yeah. him out sometimes. You can okay. tell. Yeah, if I don't write it, I move right past it. Yeah. <laughs> I respected it. I did. I was just trying to get us into New York sure. finally, at, uh-huh. you know, yeah. hour an hour into the podcast. <laughs> All right. realize you were trying to get rid of me. No, that's not it. Love having you here. <laughs> uh, we cut to a scene with TJ's dad on the phone. Clearly, TJ is missing. Uh, his dad is like, keep looking. How hard can it be to find him? He has no hands. <laughs> it's a good point. I think I'm going to respect his dad here. He's given him his space. He needs to go out and... Do his own thing, get shit faced every day. But you know, I don't know. He's, man. he's also, a cop. He could have called in a favor. I'm sure he has prosthetic hands, That's so that true. makes an initial scan difficult. That's true. You know, gloves. I don't know. I mean, they have. A, they know what his face looks like, and he does have zero hands. I mean, it. <laughs> he should be theoretically easier to find now than he was before. We cut over to the Big Apple. Uh, TJ's now a bum. Cop walks over and kind of hits him on the foot and is like, get up and get out of here. TJ is also at this point dressed like a 
chimney sweep slash Vietnam veteran. I mean, yeah, I definitely got Vietnam vet. Yeah, from from the outfit here. He's just got like so much soot on him. <laughs> it's, it's dirty from the streets, tough, man. man. <laughs> it's not like he can wash his face. <laughs> he shaves. That's also oh, true. Oh shit! Okay, good point. Wow. This is a controversial film. I just got yeah, the sense that they method at all. That James Marshall is probably one of those guys who can't grow like a good scruff. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, so it was meant to be five days double. Yeah, or like all right, let's just throw in a fucking Harry's razor to sort of explain why he's clean shaven throughout yeah. the entire movie. Yeah, a fake beard would have been too much. Zero plot holes in this thing. Oh, no. Fake beard would have been perfect. Considering that he's already got fake hands, I bet they they put one on him and they were like, no, it's too crazy. (laughs) Oh, I wish that that had happened. Oh, I wish so bad that he had gotten a fake beard. (laughs) Oh, man. It's a fucking ZZ top. (laughs) It's white. It's only been two days, though. It's only been two days. (laughs) TJ gets up. uh, He goes about his business. He starts wiping down people's windshields and yelling at motorists that pass by. Holy shit, it's Billy from ZZ Top. Fuck you, man. (laughs) (laughs) His Bonneville line's kind of fucking funny. The guy, I guess, cheaply tips him. And he's like, uh, whoa, why don't you go buy a Bonneville with all that money you're saving? <laughs> That's pretty good. The Bonneville pool, I thought, was I perfect. Mean, Cron, you didn't give me a, a lot of trivia to work with this week. I will say that. But uh, there was one in there that said he did collect a good amount of money from people walking down the streets while filming. <laughs> that actually thought he was homeless. That's funny. Better, uh, Michael. Hey, I'm walking out to make you feel good. Man. Money from the people of New York. Yeah, but Michael Passernick was like, "Oh God, this is going to do so well. <laughs> like, people actually believe he's homeless. Yeah, I'm crushing it. <laughs> if only he had a fake beard." <laughs> yeah, but he was like, I'd have to go back and reshoot three-fourths of the movie. What if the robot also had a thing? When he's inside. A bunch of, uh, like, tinsel on a, on a string. A bunch of tinsel? Like a little, a few That's LEDs to kind of light up? Oh, fuck some springs, Dan. That's fucking perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we see TJ sneak over into a well it looks like a derelict building. Uh he finds a cardboard box that looks just right and uh <laughs> plops down in there, pulls out a bottle of booze and just gets blackout drunk. We cut over, there's a 90s rave happening. Wow. TJ wakes up Probably about three <laughs> feet away from. <laughs> hey, we have established early in this movie that the guy can sleep. When he falls asleep, he sleeps. <laughs> I'm talking about everybody around him. 
Yeah. Why did no one walk? House of Pain is setting up, and they're like, "There's." They're like, "I don't want to deal with it." (laughs) (laughs) Not my problem. New York, bro. Adds to the vibe, man. The mean city, baby. Uh, A woman. uh, Her name. Well, she walks over. We don't really got a name yet, but um, she sees T. Neither does she. She yeah, can't make her yeah. <laughs> we see T- she sees TJ kind of shuffling around and asks if he wants to go outside and get some air. Um, and then her dumb rave boss is like, "Hey, come over to my office at the rave. I need to see you for a minute." Yeah, Barry is so out of place here. <laughs> He's a bizarre character. He's a rave kingpin, dude. I mean. Yeah. Someone's got to be. Does anybody recognize him from anything else? Is he in Matchstick Men? He's in a lot. Is he the Uh, fake psychiatrist? He's been in some pretty big movies. And I feel like he is in an episode of Rescue Me. He was in Matchstick Men. Okay. He was also in Regarding Henry. He, in fact, regarded Henry as Henry's partner, Bruce. Okay. (laughs) The regarder. Yes, he is the titular regarder. <laughs> Always impressive to be a titular. Uh, this guy is named Barry. He calls this lady over. He says, Melissa, I need to see you for a minute. She reminds him, hey, I don't go by that name anymore. He's like, oh, yeah, what is it this week? Her name is Anamika. <laughs> Barry, Ron, how many how many times did you type that out? Anamika? Yeah. A lot of times through the... Does does your computer and or phone now recognize it as a word? Yeah. I was going to say I had to type it about four times before it tried to stop auto-correcting me. (laughs) And it was like, all right, I guess that's a thing. (laughs) I guess you know what you're doing, man. (laughs) You're in control now. (laughs) Kronzus, take the wheel. Mm -hmm. Barry's... Barry's all, come on, baby, let's get back together. Uh, Anamika says, we're not compatible. She also stops him mid How can we not be compatible? I'm a slimy techno kingpin. <laughs> you're, you're a beautiful woman 18 years younger than me. <laughs> it's a match made in heaven, babe. I'm wearing one of your t-shirts. You're supposed to be wearing one of my t-shirts. Uh, Barry also accuses her of being like too into all this karma vibey crap, and she stops him to be like, "Feel the music right now." <laughs> he has a point, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean these these people seem to be doing okay based on the size of the apartment That's they true. live in. That's true. I, I guess they're not hurting anybody, but all I'll say is that. I wouldn't personally want to hang out with them. Uh, Outside the frosty stairs, everyone is mouthing. Those are my best friends. Don't talk about them like that. They're threatening me. Um, I just want it to be known since that's all happening silently. Yeah, I'm the. (laughs) I was was just going to say that is the friends sitcom that I I really want. I don't. (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of a simian, so. <laughs> in certain ways, yeah. Yeah, in the most literal sense. 
Outside the club, the most typical uh, New York scumbags start harassing Anamika. They're not perverts. They're just horny. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a funny line. I have to admit, as much as they are scumbags, it's a funny line. Which is so horny. TJ kind of sees this all going down. He's been sitting on a stoop, fucking getting wasted again. Mom flashbacks kicking in. (laughs) (laughs) One of these goons pulls a switchblade and ends up stabbing TJ right through the hand, which does absolutely nothing to him. Oh, I fucking love this. They're like, uh, we should do this city a favor and throw this dude in the river. And the other guy's like, I think we should stab him and then throw him in the river. And I thought it should have kept going. It should have been like, oh, yeah, we should stab him and then bag him up and then throw him in the river. Oh, yeah, we'll stab him. We'll bag him up. We'll burn that and then throw him in the river. Like, I would have loved 15 minutes of just that. uh, We'll stab him. We'll bag him. We'll we'll load it down with rocks. (laughs) We'll throw it in the river. And then TJ and her could just walk away and they just like keep (laughs) They just turn to each other and keep riffing. It's an improv game. Yeah. <laughs> They're just comedians. Uh, these guys, they do stab TJ in the hand, does nothing. And then they're like, I don't want any part of this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this freak is so like, immediately yeah. drop it. <laughs> you know what? Keep the knife. <laughs> Bye. Uh, also weird that Anamika at this point is just kind of like, hey, are you all right? Like, if I saw someone get stabbed directly through the hand, I think it would react a little. Oh, she she can see that those are fake from 20 miles away, bro. <laughs> but she doesn't, e- she doesn't even acknowledge that yet. Like, <laughs> hey, you've got fake hands. <laughs> and it seems like she discovers them later when he's in the tub. <laughs> Maybe she's That's seen true. him and she just didn't want to say anything. She's nice. being polite, Kron. Yeah. It's not good karma to rub someone's prosthetic hands in their face. <laughs> I guess, but the, it's, the guy just took a knife not, for you. It's not good to wag your finger at these people. <laughs> Did yeah. you know that you have fake hands, dude? Mm-hmm. Well, she could have even played into she, it like, whoa, how'd you do that? You're not bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> or at least offer to take the knife out. <laughs> like, it. Oh my god, your hands are so soft. What lotion do you use? <laughs> You're so strong. I can't believe you didn't even notice that knife. All all better than what she did, to be honest. <laughs> Thank you for saving me. I say we cut him up, we bag him, <laughs> and then we ship different parts to different parts of the country. Nah, nah, nah. You're forgetting hey. the part where we dump him in hey, the man. River. Hey, we, no. it has to end with him dumping in the river. That's the game. I'm just in. horny. I don't want to kill the guy. I'm just horny. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's, so st- we stab let's stab him, him in a different way. <laughs> Where'd you come from? Now I'm hey, hungry. It's a second group of perverts oh, over shit. here. We're tagging you out, dude. <laughs> it's hey, the, the orphans this is imp- <laughs> from the warriors. <laughs> I hear you guys bop. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We bob. We're going to the to the big meeting. We knew about anyway. it. Cyrus is our buddy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, they take, ran away. We're gonna take this city. <laughs> oh, look. DJ, come out and play. Eh? <laughs> 
techno. He can't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he can't do that. No. <laughs> All right, Anamika, uh, they walk over to her place. She invites TJ inside for some food. Uh, she is living in the biggest apartment ever. Wow. Turned into a sitcom. Mm-hmm. In 96, man, I mean, prices were decent. I don't know. <laughs> That's yeah, super sure. <laughs> Slick Willie's got the economy turned around, you know? <laughs> no wonder she was feeling all uh, all vibed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does end up making TJ a meal of a tuna fish sandwich and orange juice, which <laughs> looks like a Yum. disgusting combination. Is she like, she like low keys like on whole wheat bread. You know, it's like, oh shit, this bitch can afford fucking whole wheat bread. Like, Whoa, it's not just, yeah, that's just nice. white wonder bread. Nice. Also, like, she seems the type that wouldn't be eating tuna in the nineties, right? Because we couldn't confirm that it was dolphin free. Mm. Back then, mm. dude, it's so good when it wasn't dolphin free, though. <laughs> she might what, be what? that she, dolphin is tasty. It bro. had a little, it had a little <laughs> something. Just the just the knowledge that it could be dolphin <laughs> gave it a little extra juice. I, I and, felt like a little kick in my step after I ate a tuna fish mm-hmm. sandwich Ooh. back then. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I th- I think that shit made me smarter. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking big brains on those dolphins, man. We're going to chop him up. We'll put him in a bag. We'll throw him in the river. The dolphins will take it. That dolphin will get caught in a tuna net. <laughs> they and will then, eat this And then guy. some Gen X bitch will serve him back to another handless homeless guy. The T in tuna stands for TJ now. Hey, that's my T-Juna. name. All right, TJ decides to take a bath. Uh, he gets into the tub, instantly turns the water black. <laughs> Interesting that he's a bath man, not a shower man. I mean, he's got to soak, right? He can't really scrub. That is true. <laughs> Did not consider that. <laughs> he's got to just let it slowly float off of him. No wonder he fell asleep in there. <laughs> Yeah, he needs some scrubbing bubbles. <laughs> they do the work so he don't have to. Yeah. You Greases do, him up. You do half sponges, then water, put in your soap, and then you just roll, baby. There you go. Having it, no hands would fucking suck. Yeah, it's it the fucking worst. Awful. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Bite terrible. your tongue off. You use Bite your, your hands for off. a lot of things, it turns out. Fuck. I'm, anyone out there with no hands, I'm sorry. Yeah, I feel brutal. for you, for real. Uh, Inamika goes to check on TJ. She does find that uh, he's got an empty little bottle next to the tub. She's going to kick him out, but this is where she discovers, oh, this guy's hands aren't real. And he went to Vietnam. (laughs) (laughs) Doc text. (laughs) They say banned. Next morning, TJ gets woken up by some crazy loud rave music. Uh, we also see Anamika's landlord, who's welding inside of her own apartment. That didn't happen for you guys? No. That's normal. That's normal here in Philly. <laughs> is the is that room directly behind you where you do all your welding? <laughs> I'm 
do it in any room, frankly. <laughs> oh, shit. The cats love it. Get those sparks flying. Yeah. They chase him down. We've only burned down two houses this way. <laughs> All right. We see a couple new guys. Uh, they start arguing. One of them is named Geek. Uh, he's kind of all pissed off. He's like, hey, why'd you take my fucking hyper booster or whatever the hell it is? Um, the other set guy. Up, set up of this thing, number one. Hell yeah. <laughs> Chekhov's Thunderbox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and the guy he's arguing with is kind of dressed like a, I don't know, weird 90s snowboarder or something. And his name's Sid. He's wearing a fucking glove on his head, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what snowboarders do. Yeah, you got to keep your ears warm out there on the slopes, Dan. Dan, come on, dude. You're looking like a fool right now. I'm just saying it's an insult to TJ. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, so this, it is. Their argument spills over to Anamika's place. TJ doesn't know where he's at, even. He's like, where the fuck am I? <laughs> um, he was black the fuck out. Mm-hmm. He was shockingly coherent er, and like <laughs> able to communicate for someone who is in that level of blackout that they have no idea where they are. Now, at, at this point in the movie, Anamika offers him a cup of coffee, which he still like we see him struggle to even hold it. And I was honestly like, maybe that's why he became an alcoholic, because the bottle is easier to get a grip on. Mm-hmm. Guy's just trying to hydrate, to be honest. I mean... <laughs> Doing a bad job of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get some scene here where this guy Simeon introduces everyone to his girlfriend, uh, Dee Dee, and then she's like, "No, my name is Mimi." Uh, and they'll, I think he's also like hit on the landlord several times at this mm-hmm. point. Um, all this to say, like Simeon is just a dude that hits on chicks and seems kind of uh, misogynistic. I think the guy shoots a lot of shots and it like pays off. Mm-hmm. Eventually. It seems mm-hmm. like he's, you know, I mean, he, not he just hurting. had a side by side with a fucking set of sisters. Sisters, yeah. Wow. They get lonely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's right. When he's right, he's right. Everyone kind of runs out of the apartment. This leaves TJ alone for a little bit. Not before the fucking landlord is just openly rude to TJ. Like, don't piss in the foyer. Like, no pets allowed. Calls him a wino and shit. Yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> calls him wino. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crazy. That's a word that really went out of style. Bring it back, wino. buddy. Let's, let's bring it back. Tonight's the night. <laughs> Tonight's the night. Wino starts here. <laughs> TJ's looking around the apartment. He sees a little $20 bill hanging out of Anamika's purse. He starts fishing that bad boy out, but she comes back in and catches him in the act. Am I the only one that yelled, don't do it, dude, out loud by themselves at 1030 at night? Wow. I don't know if I went that far, but I did laugh at his emotional turmoil as he was conflicted about it. I said, is there another 20 in there? Take that shit, too. (laughs) Get one for me, TJ. Uh, She is kind of like, let me save you the trouble. She hands him the 20. She's like, all right, get the hell out now. 
but he's like, don't worry, I'm totally going to pay you back. He's embarrassed. Mm-hmm. They cut out the part where she's like trying to hand it to him and she's like, just take it. And he like can't. Trying. And he's like, <laughs> he like holds out his hand and she's got to like straighten it and kind of wrap it around <laughs> his finger. And then she like pinches his finger. And then he said, okay, now can you do my wallet, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she yeah opens up the Velcro wallet, puts it in there. Oh, why does he have a Velcro wallet? <laughs> just to make it even harder to open. Oh, man. Uh, we see TJ. He's out on the street. He's got his hands hooked onto his back pockets. He's holding a, cool. a can so he can, you know, beg for money. Mm. TJ in the street. Give it about it. He then sees uh, Anamika go into a I've, restaurant. My brain went to Billy on the street first, and I was like, <laughs> imagining him running up and holding the stub. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez, for, yes or no? For a dollar, name two hands that I don't have. <laughs> TJ follows Anamika. I get too, bitch. <laughs> into a restaurant. Uh, he throws a bunch of change and some crumpled up dollar bills at her. He's like, it's all there. 20 bucks. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I wasn't either. It looked like <laughs> at most $6. So. It's <laughs> 673 She thought in it was a five. <laughs> Uh, she's kind of like, how'd you get that money? He's like, people give it to me. She's like, that's just as bad as stealing. It's like, the dude has no hands. Like, got him a fucking she break. Says, get a job, loser. <laughs> yeah, she's like, there's a lot of homeless people and handless people that work for a living. And I don't know. Fucking brutal scene. Yeah, she's tough on him. Hey, tough love. Uh, let's see. She, she basically is like, I don't want this money. Um, you can keep it. She gets up and leaves, but she leaves behind a bunch of t-shirts on the fucking booth. Don't forget the, the fire that he puts out. Oh, I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. oh, how could we forget? <laughs> TJ starts picking up his money and the cook at this place is like, Hey, that's that lady's money, which makes it my money. <laughs> You leave that money where it is. <laughs> I I mean, that's the rules of the diner, right? When once the money's on the table, <laughs> that's Tim. that's my money. That's Tim. <laughs> TJ's like, no, actually, this is all my money. Uh, just to be clear, but the, him and this cook they start arguing. But he's left a a pot of stew or something precariously on the edge. Uh, he runs it's a classic a- New York stew, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Every diner has it. <laughs> you see the sign in the front door that says "World's Best Cup of Stew." One dollar small stew, bowl. fresh. They got a fresh light. Mm-hmm. Three dollars. <laughs> see that the- light on? You pull over. <laughs> These guys start arguing. The big batch of stew falls over and hits a gas line. It instantly lights on fire. Hey, how heavy is the pot? How weak is the gas line? 
That's got to be a thick stew. (laughs) It's a big pot of stew. I mean, there's potatoes, there's beef. Mm -hmm. He's been putting flour in there. It's basically a roux. Uh, Fire instantly starts up. TJ runs over. The cook is like, hey, dude, don't do that. (laughs) But TJ's able to cover up the fire with his hand. He smothers it. He says, oh, it was a Tootsie Roll pop. (laughs) Someone put a Tootsie Roll pop in your fuse box. Yep. Who's burning hair? (laughs) The cook is like, how the the hell did you do that? I don't want any part of of this magic. (laughs) He's fucking amazed. Nobody wants anything to do with him once he de- demonstrates his incredible powers. Get out of this fucking diner, Black Magic TJ. <laughs> but she's a Black Magic TJ. <laughs> I do get that he put out the fire, but at this point, wouldn't there just be gas leaking into this diner? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The next scene was him saying, "All right, everybody, get out. We have to evacuate the building." <laughs> Oh, but there's an after credits where they're all like almost half passed out. Mm. Just remember when that guy like came in here, it's like put his hand on the thing. That was crazy. <laughs> getting was getting real sleepy. I better have a yeah. cigarette and pet myself <laughs> up. A couple oh, stew, man. Baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> heat up it. Wake oh, yourself man. up with a bowl of stew. Turn on the stove to get it warm again. So at this point, we should see a clear hole through one of his hands, and the other hand should be charred black. No, for the rest of the movie, he covers it with the same stab hand. So why didn't the flame shoot through that hole through the knife? Does it? Okay, does go through, and it's very funny. Okay. It should not have smothered the. I didn't notice it either. It's the thing. It should not have worked as intended, but it does shoot through. All right. TJ's got his money. He also takes the T-shirts with him. Uh, He does go down to the, I don't know, the pier and drinks another bottle of booze. Uh, But he decides to go back over to the rave club later that night. Uh, Bouncer sees him and he's like, what are you doing? He's like, I got to bring these shirts to Anamika. And the bouncer is like. All right, she's over by the souvenir section of the local permanent rave. I went to the rave and all I got was the stupid t-shirt. <laughs> oh, I would- now does, does the security guard let it in because he drops the name Anamika? So he's like, okay, so you must be oh, you a know. true friend if you know her new name, right? Yeah. Like it's- yeah. yeah, it changes every week. So is this, got- yeah, is this is like a password situation? <laughs> yeah. 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 Fidelio is next week's name. <laughs> uh, TJ gets into the club. He goes over to deliver the shirts to Anamika, but he's stumbling around like a uh, shider in the last two mile walk of Sorcerer. Like he's <laughs> fucking <laughs> nearly dead by the time he gets to her. Um uh, he's been fighting thugs and fires all yeah. damn all damn week <laughs> and drinking the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's tired. Yeah, his, his blood alcohol content is like sixty percent at this point. So. I'm surprised he didn't explode. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. His blood pressure is a thousand. 
the next day we see TJ. He goes down and he stops at his favorite shop, I guess. And the guy's like, $4. This offends TJ. He's like, how'd you even know what I wanted? And the storekeep is like, I'm sorry we're all out of Chateau Marmont or whatever he <laughs> fucking tells him. He fucking got his ass. <laughs> fucking TJ knows that he got his ass because he's like, yeah, I'll fucking take it. <laughs> TJ gets his uh, 9 a.m. booze, goes outside, takes a swig, but he catches his reflection in the mirror. Just fucking smashes that bottle on the ground. Wow. Yes. At the club, Anamika finds TJ behind some boxes. He's going through the fucking DTs at this point. <laughs> right back where he started, really, in the club, so. <laughs> Full circle. That good box. Yeah, good box is hard to find. He starts screaming about how people are coming after him. They're going to kill him. Vietnam. Oh, she's she's hooked, man. Mm-hmm. That's all she, she needed to she see. She found a wounded bird. And yeah, she's got a bit of a of a savior complex here. Yep. All right, Anamika takes TJ back to her place. He wakes up through the worst part of withdrawal. Um, she asks him about his life before because she was rummaging around in his Velcro wallet and found the fold-up piece of newspaper. Fair uh, play, in my opinion, to go through his wallet after uh, his little... Shindig. For sure. She does know that he was a musician at some point. Um, He still does owe her $20, right? I mean. (laughs) He tried to pay her. Yeah. Well, I mean. He tried to pay. She she wanted hard-earned 20. She didn't want street 20. (laughs) It's dirty. That's dirty money. Mm Mm-hmm. At this point, TJ, uh, he's kind of hanging out with Simeon. Simeon's like, why don't you come up to my place? Check out all this crazy fucking equipment I got. We'll smooch some babes, man. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so uh, he comes in. Simeon comes in. He gets, uh, I guess, sinks some tea or something, right? Because he's like, it's water hot. She's like, help yourself. And he kind of squats down. He's like, so what's going on? You lost your hands. Life sucks. Whatever. And she says, yeah, he was a musician. And there's a subtle little thing with Simeon where it's like, oh, him also as a musician, I thought was kind of cool. And instead of doing like a lame thing where he like looks at his hands and thinks like, oh, that would suck. He does a very subtle like um, finger drum on his mug, which is like, ooh, shit. Like him kind of playing the keys in a way, which I thought was a cool little subtle like realization. And like you immediately sort of like, turn it like with Simeon you're like okay okay like not only can he connect with a musician thing but you know the loss of the hands like really particularly hit a guy who like is a keyboard player I thought it was a a cool connection yeah really stood out to me on second watch I bet he's also thinking like if this guy likes you know pounding strange we can also connect (laughs) on that that's true that's true (laughs) that's a third thing that we're into (laughs) On the way into Simeon's place, he uh, does have a chick walking out of the apartment, and I think she's like, my name's Stormy or something. Like, <laughs> Simeon is hooked up with another girl whose name yeah, he's, he's forgotten. I think he calls her Dee Dee again as well. Mm. That's like That's his funny. standard name. That's funny. It's, it makes it bizarre that the first girl was so close to Dee Dee. Yeah. And guys, it Or this- perhaps he is simply confusing her for the girl from before. Yeah, and still getting her name wrong. 
Is this after Geek talks about meeting up with the mutilator online? I wanted more of. <laughs> I kind of. I want more of the love, mutilator. Folks. They're in boat. They're in love. Okay. Uh, at this point, we do get the best monologue that's in this movie. Um, I would invite anybody that's listening that's a prospective, you know, actor currently in classes. Take this one in for a cold read. You know, <laughs> see how it plays in the room. Yeah, it's uh, a nice, really nice palate cleanser to the, the the ten minute one take tar uh, lecture. Mm. If you if you need that faster, just watch this one instead. It'll teach you about just as much, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but without all the pretension. Am I right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, Gen X actually seems very cool. <laughs> <laughs> Simeon starts up a beat. And he says, "So, do you know anything about techno?" The idea is Heck to get no. <laughs> oh, wow. been great punch great, up, Dan. <laughs> great work, Dan. He's been he's been banking that one. He was ready. <laughs> Note to the-, <laughs> the idea is you get the vibe going. Then you maintain the vibe with some trance inducing bass. We are primal. We're heading for cosmic. Just when you think you're about to reach galactic ecstasy, we go acid. Bow, bow. It's hardcore electronic <laughs> mutilations. <laughs> now we get serious. We enter a psychotically calibrated, electronically executed, digitally compressed sonic dream of grooviness. The world is coming to an end, but we don't care because we're nocturnal, bio-consuming animals drifting easy through friendly space and analog trance. Nothing can doom this group. We're controlling the vibe, manipulating the manner, sucking in the energy of a cosmic nerve ending that's telling us what to do, how to move, where to go, and then we know it's time. Let's go. And guys, let's go take a pee break. Welcome back, everybody, to the Five Day Rentals podcast. We are in the midst of vibrations. I think before we get back into feel the movie, it, feel it. Bum, bum. Before we get back into the movie, I think now would be the perfect opportunity to say we are so grateful to have George here. One hundred percent. Please tell the the fine ravers out there where they can find you. Wow, mid-show plug, unprecedented. <clears throat> well, I'm, I am, of course, thrilled to be here, uh, chopping it up with the boys once again. Um, I am the host of the best little horror house in Philly, the show where we talk about the best horror movie ever made, according to our guests, at least. And I have been lucky enough to have all three of these gentlemen on the show at this point, um, and then even together as litigants against each other. Uh, in a very fun legal thriller episode, um, each of them picked a great movie that is uh, near and dear to my heart at this point, even though some of them were new to me uh, when when picked, like uh, Kron's Castle Freak, which I now love. So three great picks, uh, Castle Freak, Zodiac, and American Psycho, all great, all very fun episodes in my opinion. And uh, we have some, some really good stuff coming up too. We have um, Jordan Morris is coming up. He's the next ep. Um, you probably know him from Jordan Jesse Go, as well as guesting on shows like Doughboys and stuff like that. Okay. And we talked about Blade, fucking great oh, movie. You know I'm a fan. 
Um, and it, it's just a really good time. Um, we have a very, uh, it's a, it's a positive space to feel like safe to really love the movie because it's, it's fucking brutal out there, man. Everybody is crapping on movies and you, you throw up these walls where you're like, it's not cool to like things. It's not cool to be like gushing over stuff. And on my show, the whole premise is that I am agreeing with you that it is the best horror movie ever made from the word go. And so we are able to really talk about what we like, the little things that stand out. And um, you, you discover a lot. And even movies where I was like, I didn't think that I liked it going in um, be, by having to like force myself to go in with that perspective. Uh, I have always found at least something to enjoy in a movie. Check it out. It's on any, uh, literally any podcast platform. Wherever you're listening to this, type in Best Little Horror House in Philly and find an episode that looks good to you. Jump in wherever. It's fantastic show, show George. Mm-hmm. Thank, yes. you. It's, Thank you. It's, you do a, a fantastic job. It's high-quality content. I for appreciate real. that. We're barely getting by here. And, <laughs> uh, you run a tight ship over there, and uh, it, it pays off. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We really see, just a- We see you, George. <laughs> Just a great premise, too. Like, I always just love hearing people talk about stuff they enjoy or and are passionate about. So, it's you know, even if I don't agree with the movie, hearing someone, you know, approach it from this is a thing I really love, it's yeah. always entertaining. It was initially going to be the worst horror movie ever made, <laughs> according to our guest, at least. And when I look back at the pivotal decision away from that, Boy, what a lucky, <laughs> what a lucky move! Because yes. there is no chance that this movie would still be going if I was making myself watch the worst horror movie ever made, according to the guest, every week. What a nightmare! <laughs> oh, yeah, they could dig up some. Woo. Yeah, yeah, they could just listen to this podcast. It's <laughs> kind of what we do. Hey, it's not the we find the There's joy been in plenty it. Plenty of great stuff There's on this a- show. There's a line. You got to be particularly bad, I think, to get ripped on this show. Yeah, I think so. Or Kron has to dislike you. (laughs) That's that's it. Yeah, I'll make my opinions known. (laughs) (laughs) People love my crazy takes. (laughs) People love you, man. Hey, the number one nothing but trouble fan over there. Everybody knows. Mm -hmm. That's all front. Yeah, I've got the... The only Blu-ray I own. <laughs> it's got one of the original like posters that is in front of the movies, not not just like a fan poster. One of the real deals. I've got uh, you- I've got Ackroyd's dick nose prosthetic. <laughs> Do you think anybody would ever choose nothing but trouble for your show? Boy, I think we'd have to get pretty far down the line for that to be. Uh, Dan, you had an opportunity. (laughs) That is true. I did. George is like, last episode ever. (laughs) Maybe maybe for a spotlight app. Well, because that actually – so that's one of the other things. that There is the Patreon. So for people who are really enjoying the show, check that out because we do all kinds of other episodes – for stuff that doesn't necessarily fit into best horror movie ever made. We've talked about stuff that is more just like interesting and merits discussion. Um, one of the very early ones was like Begotten, which is the very ex- crazy experimental black and white, loosely shot, fucking violent as fuck movie. And it was like, this definitely merits 
discussion. It's interesting as hell. It's a, and I don't see a lot of stuff like it. But in order to sustain the conversation, you know, it, it, it might need a little bit more meat in order to be the best, you know, in order to find yeah. stuff like that. And so we we're like, all right, this is it's a good spot on the Patreon where we can talk about it as like be a little bit more open about our true feelings, what's working for us and what's not working for us. Um, because I mean, look, in in every movie there is stuff that I'm like, oh, maybe this might not be right best, but I tend to just skip over that stuff in the conversations for for the regular feed because that's not what the show's about. But sometimes we're a little more honest on the uh, on the Patreon feed, so. Oh, that would be great if you bring us back and make Ron, or Ron, Ron watch. Yeah, make Ron <laughs> Nothing do but it. trouble again. Yeah, make Ron do it. Seriously. <laughs> Not me. I, honestly, uh, you're in Dan's Zodiac episode, I thought could have been, it could have been Zodiac month, man. Well. It felt like you guys had so much. I was enthralled. I was trying to do yard work and would just stop what I was doing and standing in my yard listening to you guys go on about Zodiac, so. I literally, I could have gone on for at least another episode because I had gotten out of the library this great book about specifically not just Zodiac, but Fincher's Zodiac. It was like a whole book about breaking it down and sort of where truth began and fiction, like, and, and what the, like, ethics of that are and everything. And it seemed like a really fascinating book. And I just did not have time because there was so much yeah. great, great material to get through, like three commentary tracks on the damn thing and a, and a friggin' hour and a half documentary. Like, I mean, I, I love, I love having that much stuff. And it's honestly part of why I shifted to doing it every other week is because I want to have time to get into that stuff. So, yeah, guys, that's all good and well, but Zodiac had two hands and no, <laughs> Robotic well, you upgrades. You don't know that. You don't know that. I do know Wait. that. <laughs> Wait a minute. And he could use hands. Wait, how does Kron know that? Mm-hmm. Who was it? Yeah, just think about that tonight. <laughs> All right, guys, we're back into vibrations. Uh, we jump over to a scene where there's a family dinner going on with TJ, Simeon, Anamika, and Geek. They're all discussing the fact that they are in Generation X, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, At this point, they are like, I feel like they're a sentence away from starting Fight Club in this scene. (laughs) Beautiful things were meant to be broken. (laughs) Um, You guys ever heard of Project Man? (laughs) Jared Leto just pokes his head in. No, as I just point to the back of (laughs) of the diner you just came into. No, no. What? And Amika starts in, we're Generation X, a generation without a name. We don't need a name. We have no attention span, no wars, no jobs, no unifying events. We just are. We're not bitter, just realistic. We don't need to blame anybody. We just want to improve what's already here. The other stuff's already been done. There's nothing new to invent, nothing we really need. Maybe it's just me, but Gen X is actually seeming very cool. Oh, they had it awesome. <laughs> There's they nothing awesome. new to invent. They did it. Mm-hmm. I'm, couldn't you just see that ending with, and now I want you to hit me as hard as you can? <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way to feel anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Geek got up and locked the door. TJ's <laughs> like, what's going on? It's and Simi is night, started taking his shirt off and shit. <laughs> 
He's like, I guess you can leave your fucking hands on. <laughs> that would be a huge advantage. Yeah. <laughs> Fought a guy with metal hands. He fucking caved the bridge of my nose in. <laughs> I've heard of throwing hands, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. oh, I bet TJ would do so well in the fight club circuit, dude. <laughs> fucking cyborg hands and shit. <laughs> Yeah, where were the rules on that? <laughs> I guess you That's, don't. I think that the guy who broke Jared Leto's face was using robot hands. Mm. No, I just think he has that much of a bitch ass face. Oh, that actually does make sense. Yeah. Mamma mia, it's me, Paolo Gucci. <laughs> when my fist hits your face. <laughs> That's like a can right. of some mace. Beautiful. That's Jared Leto. No. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> We're bringing it tonight, guys. King of Philly here, George. Oh, new title, but I will graciously accept. All right. After Anamika delivers her diatribe, uh, TJ does add, I could really use a new set of hands. Uh, <laughs> Group kind of. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Greedy. Uh, Geek chimes in. He says, I think cyberspace is the next frontier. The world inside of a computer. Anamika adds, the only place I want to explore is inside my head and my heart. Self-examination and expression through art. Wow. Oh, that's what I was trying to tell you guys and you didn't want to. <laughs> what? Not what the? Cron. Is that... I think. Is Nick Nolte back? It's Nick Nolte again. <laughs> Nick, I love your work, dude. You're not even oh, in this movie. Well, that, that's Nick, finally what do you a way doing? to greet somebody when they come in. That's a, that's a polite, royal thing to do. We don't know if you're confused tonight. <laughs> like, Have you been drinking again? Yeah, it's, he, a, yeah, it's he, a royal thing to do. He relates to TJ in his most bum. Oh, Nick, have there's, you seen There's many movie? layers to my appearance here today. Oh, uh, shit. Hmm? Yeah. Strap in, boys. I've mm. always said that TJ was a bit of a rumblefish. Yeah. I've heard they him. Have, I heard him yeah, say they that. I haven't seen it yet, George. They haven't <laughs> seen it yet. It's coming. It's a good movie. Yeah, you should watch all my <laughs> movies because I like, keep coming back. Okay. <laughs> You're still kicking. He showed You're up just kicking. to threaten you guys. Yeah. That was, a, that was a promise, motherfucker. Wow. How many have you been in? Well, let's see. I've. It's probably easier for me to just to divide the number of faces that I've sat on. <laughs> so, sure. Three faces mm-hmm. per set. Uh, probably 90 movies or so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I That's went away for the 90s and did a lot of that foreign film. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Did, was it yeah. was the was there like an exchange rate for faces on set that you sat? Well, on? for every two that I sat on. Were the were the I don't want to tell you what I had to do for that. Were the face-sitting laws in Spain a little more lenient? <laughs> yeah. Well, they take a siesta halfway through the face sit. <laughs> so it <laughs> sounds like you'd kill them if that happened. More like a more like a siesta. <laughs> Oh, I like I like this, I like this guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's I on like fire, he's here, Nick Nolte. Yeah, he must be high art. Here. Oh, Nick, this is a uh, uh, George. He's our guest tonight. Uh, he's from Philadelphia. Do you, oh. do you, have you sat on faces uh, there? 
Oh, hell yeah. Hell, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, emphatic. He loves it. I ran. I, well, I, I had a lady sit at the top of those stairs, and I did the Rocky Run. <laughs> Classic. Nice. I've heard of the Philly Fanatic, but the Philly Emphatic. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't want to take away from the artistic merit of this picture. I just want to remind everybody that Nick Nolte's out there. So you have no comments about vibrations from 19. This is a this is a what should just be a TV after school movie, which is no, which scared straight, straight, scared straight. Well, it's wish. It is. This is what will happen is if you drink. Is what the th- the message is. There's a deep message inside. Yeah, vibrations. Did, did you watch this while sitting in a cardboard box and eating a comically <laughs> large size of a large tub of popcorn? I sat on my hands for 18 hours so they would fall asleep. I knew that. So I could connect the popcorn. <laughs> the only thing better than free popcorn is somebody else shoving it in your mouth <laughs> while you're sitting on somebody. <laughs> If they got short. If they got a short wingspan, and you got to crouch. Though that's kind of that's sort of a bummer. Mm, bummer in the most literal sense. Yeah, this guy is catching on to all of my ass puns <laughs> like wildfire. Wow. Okay. All right, Listen, well, this movie's a hell of a lot better than it should be. That's what I right. say. All right. <laughs> Well, we got Nick. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Uh, all right. Thanks, uh, Nick Nolte, for <laughs> swinging on by to uh, not even really talk about the movie. Just to announce his presence and say, hey, I'm here. Hello. He said he's seen it. Yeah, he did. He had a few comments. How far did you guys get? Uh, well, Nick Nolte showed up. God damn it. For some reason. A lot of face sitting again, like a lot. Yeah, a lot, even more yeah. than the first time he showed up on the podcast. So, well, he pro- did he? I edited it, so I felt like he was testing the waters with the ass or the face sitting. So I uh, wonder. It's probably gonna get, it'll get exposed, worse before it gets better. He definitely exposed his like Louis C.K. thing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's his thing. He was talking about like that perineum sunning, where you like. <laughs> Are you trying to increase your, your testosterone and stuff? <laughs> He's yeah. trying to increase his bathol vitamin It's like 90. D. Yeah, that's the most value. That's the most it. vital time. Vibrant as fuck. Yeah, that's when you need it the most, Dave. Can't blame the guy. <laughs> I'm not going to make it that far, guys. Kill me. Not with that attitude, without sun, sun in your butt. <laughs> Maybe I need to sit on some faces. Just the, the Nolte method. TJ and Anamika discuss his life after dinner. He wants to get back on track now. He's done drinking. <laughs> it really, the way you said that made it seem like his life after dinner. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, that's great. That's great. Great work, Ron. Yeah. This is his new step forward. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It is his life after dinner, so to speak. Okay, great. You're right. Life after dinner does sound like a British hoity-toity, like <laughs> Bill Nighy movie, right? Mm-hmm. Where nobody saw it, but he gets some noms. I think that was just it's called living. living after dinner. <laughs> he got adapted screenplay and best actor nominations for that. Oh, oh, it's like a, it's like his before. Uh, after sunrise sort of series. It's mm-hmm. living, life after dinner, 
and then Death. early bird special, you know, <laughs> it comes back around. It's actually adapted from Iku Ramen. All right. I don't know if anyone else knew that. <laughs> I got you, George. <laughs> it's just it's just some movie trivia that I know. I, I didn't know if anyone else knew that. <laughs> Anamika offers TJ a job in marketing at this point, which is really just a staple gun is all you need. Hey, you got to start somewhere. They're just uh, plastering the city in rave advertisements at this point. We get a montage now. TJ's getting a new haircut. He gets some clothes. More posters going up. Lunch in the park. More posters again. This is what I'd cut. I asked that question earlier. I You could cut wow. this. Got I a new you job. Get a haircut, you get a new job. This is the this is the turning point. He's on the upswing. Mm-hmm. They should have had a just a sneaky clip in the middle where he downs a little booze while she's putting a poster up yeah i wanted to see him hammering i wanted to see him hammering in the banners with his hand it's like the back of his hand he just pushes it she's holds him yeah she holds it up and he just slaps it wow why didn't geek make him a staple gun hand first that's what i'm thinking oh man that's a great point i thought so considering what he does make him Mm. no spoilers Last place they go in this montage is a music store to put up a poster in the window. TJ's checking out a player piano. He looks looks down and says, that's it. He also takes the free VHS tape that's all about player (laughs) pianos with him. That's convenient that they had those free tapes there. (laughs) I was like, was that really a thing? I guess McDonald's gave them out. Just in case you wanted to purchase a player piano but you weren't yep. sure and then 25 years later it'll be covered on red letter media mm-hmm, mm-hmm. dan a player piano isn't cheap that's a major family investment and you need yeah. a you need a 60 minute vhs tape that's gonna convince you it's a smart decision you've yeah. got to sit the family down and they need to watch this tape and they need We're to understand to the responsibility yes <laughs> am i gonna get a guy knocking at my door on saturday trying to sell me this thing yeah well this is the loss leader have you they seen like, that viral video of uh, Player Piano Man, like, losing his shit during the the instructional video? No. No. It's pretty great. Wow. I'll have to check It's, that like, out. behind the scenes. Yeah. They're I like trying you're going to gonna sh- send it to us. Yeah. They're shooting, like, a, an instructional video on a player piano, and he just starts, like, cussing and wow. throwing shit everywhere. He's in- invested in the performance. Mm-hmm. They made a documentary about it, actually. Wow. It was called Vibrations. <laughs> oh, I wish. That would have been a good title. No, nah, it was just simply Player Piano Man. Wow. Is simply part of the title? Or? Yeah. Simply. Okay. Simply, piano yeah. Man. I wouldn't have said it otherwise. <laughs> is, it a, is it a colon or a, a semicolon? It, it's it's sim- like- simply dot, 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 Player yes. Piano Man. Oh, nice, nice. Simply having... Player piano player man. <laughs> All right, we, we they can... couldn't get the rights to that, so they like kind of <laughs> tweaked it. You know, it's like a shitty synth version of it. But takes <laughs> <laughs> one one note to play. Yeah, could, they just took out the other note. 
yeah, they show it on the player piano at the end of the video. <laughs> All right, we get another montage. We just left one. We enter a fresh new one. Uh, the landlady, she's welding up some stuff. Geek is fucking around with some circuit boards and shit. Mm-hmm. Everyone gathers around. They've done it. They've created robot hands for TJ. Wow. Give my creation life. Just the- We are at an hour 10. <laughs> God damn it. takes it. a long time to get the hands built. <laughs> well, and luckily for TJ, just the perfect group of people that all live in the same building that can make yeah. this a reality. Insanely convenient. They're like a Voltron of building robot hands. Uh, we get some absolutely beautiful shots at this point of these robot hands playing a piano. He's also, TJ's also put up like a hundred candles in Anamika's apartment. He wanted to pay her back by making the vibe good. Yeah. Oh, you know this chick loves vibes too. Oh, I you mean, know these, it, dude. These hands look like the Army of Darkness hand, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Those hands look like they rocked the cradle, dude. Wow. <laughs> Those looks those hands look like she's looking at him going, I think I like this guy. Mm-hmm. I think those are idle hands. Um, here's my question. Do you think that those hands could withstand a knife stab or a gas leak? Oh, a knife would bounce right off those metal hands. <laughs> you think? I'm thinking that it gets like lodged in, breaks all the circuitry and stuff. I'm thinking he's weaker now than he was. Super strong on the outside. <laughs> yeah. Did did they just make him out of aluminum? Because a steel knife would go through aluminum with enough yeah. force. They are they don't they, just, they don't have jobs. Those horny guys <laughs> they work at the rave. These are aircraft grade titanium. <laughs> this turned this guy into bitch, bro. <laughs> yeah. Anime. Howard Hughes would not like these hands. Mm. They weren't smooth enough. No. Too many rivets. You can come in with the mail. What was it, a frog? <laughs> you can come in with the mail. Come in with the mail. He's been fucking what? pissing in those bottles and shit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking gnarly, dude. Look who's better than Howard Hughes all of a sudden. <laughs> Hell yeah. Come at me, Hughes. <laughs> fucking weak ass. Aviator ass bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking staring in a mirror, having to splash water on your face because you're freaking out all the time. <laughs> Got to separate your peas from your fucking carrots. Busy for four hours watching Dr. Zhivago. <laughs> Is that what you kids call it these days? All right, Anamika, she arrives home. TJ asks, why are you doing this? Why are you helping me? Is it because you feel sorry for me? Because if so, I don't want your help anymore. Now that I've got these hands. Take these broken robot hands. (laughs) TJ says that he's been feeling lonely lately, or feeling a lot lately. Uh, He can't jerk off. (laughs) Rip it off, baby. He's had a lot of... What's-her-name did put those soft-touch pads on the fingertips, though. He might be a naked... That's true. Yeah, but then he's just, he's like all fingertips on it. And <laughs> that's not good. Better either. than nothing. Better than nothing. He does, he does that for the nipples, I think. Okay. 
I'm sure you can get a really fast, you know. You might be doing some butt play. <laughs> Maybe he can speed up that the playback. That is the male G spot. Right? Yeah. All right. He's been feeling a lot. A lot of feelings for Anamika. But he's scared because he doesn't know how she feels. Oh, she feels about the same because these two totally start making out. Whoa. Smooching. Mm-hmm. A robot. That can't be right. Cron, are there two tickets to Pound Town coming? Oh, there certainly are, Dan. <laughs> yes. Um, now that he's half robot, do you think it's ethical to have sex with him? How is that any different than a vibrator or... Um, or well, the a vibrator is a tool. How's that any different than the... How are these hands not a tool? Than the sex <laughs> robot I have. <laughs> well, we, yeah, all right, well, I guess... Wait, what? I guess, what? Right. I guess you're right. I guess, uh, <laughs> question retracted. You're right. This is they're they're right to get it on. I don't want to get into this. Yes, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, they totally make love in in this part of the movie. <laughs> it's hot. It's heavy. It's robotic. It's got no, it's it all. Not. It's cosmic. They're whirring. They're whirring up a storm. <laughs> <laughs> As she greases his hands mid. <laughs> I guess I'm WD40 here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anamika goes to see Barry. She wants some help for TJ. He's an incredible musician. He can take you from trance to utopia. And I'd really appreciate him. Really appreciate it if you got him a spot on the next rave. Are we supposed to understand then that trance is hell? If the opposite end of the spectrum is utopia, that is a good. Or point. I guess a dystopia. I I think that's hell. I thought trance was just bliss. So you're like in bliss and then utopia, like oh. it's one step better. Oh. All right. Yeah, I thought it was like the spectrum. Like, like these guys have only figured out bliss, utopias. Like. Feel out, feel out every emotion. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling a lot, cyberbones. Hell yeah! You walk in that door, you're at least at like you're like sub Nirvana level. <laughs> it's positive energy, right? Wow. That security guard's scary. keeping out all negative vibes. Mm-hmm. The yeah. only way a negative vibe's getting in there is if it's spent the night in a cardboard box. Uh-huh. <laughs> and nobody and has saw some, it. some shirts to yeah. sneak in with. Yeah, nobody saw it two feet to the left. <laughs> Goddamn DJ tripped over his foot. <laughs> Barry's like, Anamika, I don't want you using me. You're using me right now. For what? To pick up some guy? You're going to do that to me? Wow. <laughs> But Barry's kind of like, you know what? I'll let your friend on the show if, you know, you kind of hook up with me a little bit. This pisses Anamika right off. She storms away. Outside, Simeon's been listening to the whole thing. Now, this guy has very questionable sexual practices himself. <laughs> but he instantly comes in. And he's like, you know what, Barry? You're a fucking scumbag, dude. Look, this is what men have to do, is you have to hold other men accountable, Mm -hmm. even when no one else is around. Great job, Simeon. Even if you're a scumbag yourself. Yeah. Say, hey, man, I'm I'm working on myself, but I have to call you out. Simeon's loose, but he's not like he's using any power 
or anything, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he's mm-hmm. like he's probably a little crude and says stuff that's probably that's always been inappropriate, but certainly now we would not you know tolerate. But he's not. You, you don't think this guy who's a you know number one rave act in the uh, one borough in New York is kind of playing his hand a little bit, getting these oh, could be. you know. Mm-hmm. These, I think he's he's winning them over with his fucking digital cosmos. Yeah. Like he's a healthy you know, sex he life, great heart. Yeah, exactly, George. <laughs> Trans utopia. Excuse me. Now, am I the only one that thought that this was going to be a turn where Simeon was going to then be jealous? I thought this the, was our of, heel of the yeah. fact that yeah. like oh he's going to start. So when he came in and and like was on his side. It really threw me, and this it's the is, start of like four or five times where the movie thinks it's gonna, like, you're gonna get that emotional turmoil right at the end, and it mm-hmm. it doesn't happen. Yeah, this is where I. It's like an hour and twenty in, and where I started to be like, "Are we going to have some kind of conflict that isn't just his own self loathing?" Nope. The answer is Cron? briefly. Yes, briefly. Cron, are we? Not really. I mean, maybe. <laughs> Maybe a I tiny bit. At this point, the movie's like, hey, losing your hands is fucking awful enough. Like, let's just slowly build back up. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to to take him any further down. Yeah. What if he was a robot now? Yeah. What if? Uh, at this point, Simi, or TJ is over at Anamika's place. He's whipping up a milkshake with a little <laughs> fucking finger whisk beater that he's installed in his hand. <laughs> Classic. Classic. I like that that was the first one that Geek was like, well, of course, this has to be the attachment so you can make milkshakes for us all. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing it now with a spoon in my arm and I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah. I'm a weak geek. Now, if I were to ever lose my hands uh, at the hands of bullies, first thing I would do is just duct tape a fucking egg beater on it. So <laughs> the fact that you have these awesome robot hands, mm-hmm. you're going to pay me back with fucking carefree milkshakes. <laughs> you guys living in this house with these people? Hell no, yeah. It's fucking it's positive as fuck. Did you remember when he almost knocked down the building with the fucking lightning box or whatever the hell it's called? Imagine waking up to that. Yeah, no. I, 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 the guy's got a woman every night. He's waking you up, whether it's loud fucking music or a yeah, threesome. Yeah, that sounds so. terrible. <laughs> You're proving our point. What? That's an enjoyable ass shit. Grab oh, a little glass. Oh, right. I lean up against that. the floor. I'm not putting. <laughs> I guess he's my on the top floor. On the seat. rent there. Yeah. All right, Simeon. Normally, you only have to worry about what the sounds like or when train goes by in the city. <laughs> well, there's probably still that too. Well, Simeon's yeah, running the train, train upstairs. That's, that's normally the first, <laughs> the only issue. And now you got this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Literally, yeah, sister fucker, <laughs> motherfucker. Simeon tells TJ that he's got him a gig. He's got one week to get ready. Now, at this point, TJ has not played. <laughs> But like 10 seconds on a piano. <laughs> and no techno. Mm-mm. No techno. Just a ballad. He's a, a 17-year-old Heck prodigy, no. though, baby. Yeah. He is the wicked fire starter. <laughs> if you can write a ballad, you can write anything, right? Yeah. 
for sure, for sure. I mean, his techno is probably just a ballad sped up with a beat under it. So, and this is this is '96, so he is bombarded with fucking commercials for monster ballad compilation CDs. So he just knows all those hooks. Anamika, I know you're leaving, <laughs> but I can't come to that rave. Me and the boys are making milkshakes. <laughs> Order now for forty nine ninety nine. <laughs> now that's what I call Robo Tunes. Over at the club, Anamika tells Barry she's considered his offer. Barry's Can like, you take my hands off? Barry's like, well, what I'm you? falling over. <laughs> What'd you decide? Anamika says, I've decided yesterday. (laughs) Sorry, yesterday. I'm not going to keep. Yeah, get another one in. (laughs) I had my hands and now they're away. I use a player piano to play. Oh, oh I had hands just yesterday. yesterday. Why they have to go, I don't I know. Don't know. <laughs> Help. <laughs> I need somebody. Hands. Not just Not anybody. Just hands. I want to hold your robot hands. <laughs> <laughs> I got and blisters on my robot fingers. <laughs> All right, for real though, the only one that uh, the best Beatles song is "Hand to Puss's Garden." Eight hands. <laughs> you never give me your hands. <laughs> Robot hands singing in the dead of night. <laughs> Take these broken hands and learn to play. As my hands gently weep. Maxwell's silver hand <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, all right, Kron. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're going to do we all of Abbey enough. Road. <laughs> bang, bang, another flyer put up. <laughs> You never give me your money. Eleanor hand me. Steal it from your fucking purse. (laughs) Paperback. I smeared it. My hand's gone. (laughs) Hand in or Rigby. Sits in a church with no hands and nobody can come. (laughs) All right, guys. Over at the club, uh... Anamika tells Barry she's considered the offer. She's decided he's a purgatorious piece of shit. Mm. Her exact words. Mm. Good one. Good one. Good one. Simeon introduces a new performer. It's TJ. Um, Is it? Is that true? (laughs) Yeah. It's him. (laughs) Oh, shit. I thought it was a whole new guy. He's got on an absolutely insane robot suit at this point. (laughs) 
I did not expect. I did not watch a trailer or anything for this. And when this happened, I was like, oh, yeah. oh shit. I thought it was going to stop at Robo Hands. Yeah. And when he came out looking like CeeLo Green at the Grammys, I did really <laughs> laugh a lot. It's like, look at this dark star. God damn. Yeah. And also, I will say, so, I mean, he he's introduced as um, Cyberstorm. Mm-hmm. No, Technostorm? Is that C- it? Cyberstorm. No, Cyberstorm, Cyber right. Um, but right above Cyberstorm on the flyer is the name Moses on Acid, which is a fucking great band name. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Their entire album is 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know they were burning that bush. <laughs> Everybody is absolutely blown away by this performance. Even Barry, he comes up to Simon and he's like, who is this guy? Simon's like, it's Cyberstorm, dipshit. (laughs) You don't even fucking know, dude. (laughs) Duh. Uh, Barry asks, do you think he'll go on tour with us? I don't know. Ask Anamika. It's her friend. Whoa. Face. Fucking got his ass. But I guess they work it all out because they end up going on tour together. (laughs) And you know Barry's getting 80% of that money. I was like, clearly they're not going to show us the tour. Yes, they are. Wow. Robot man's coming. Yes, he's coming. Take away your hands. We cut over to Simeon and TJ. They're leaving for tour. Geek gives TJ the the hyper booster. He's like, hey, keep it away from Simeon. He's a maniac. Just to remind us that this exists. They say, in case you forgot the first setup of it, <laughs> where he almost breaks our house. Well, it was a hour and 30 minutes ago. <laughs> I mean, true. That is true. It is a necessary <laughs> reminder. We get a little shit. How are we going to end this thing? <laughs> We get a little tour montage here. Cyberstorm's doing his thing. He's getting the crowd going. His name keeps bumping up on the bill. Mm -hmm. Uh, On the tour bus, TJ and Anamika seem to be falling more in love. She does at one point ask him if he'd like an orange or a banana. So Mm, true love. That's true love. Mm -hmm. I also want to say that during this montage, there's an introduction that happens Mm. for Cyberstorm where they say, don't worry. Because he comes from friendly space, which I really appreciated. It's just like, don't worry about this being a killer robot. He's mm-hmm. only here to play beautiful techno music and take you from trance to utopia. You know there's yeah. one guy in the crowd, though, that has taken too much acid, though. And is like <laughs> the, the titular Moses on acid. <laughs> just rented T2. Yeah. You know, he's like, <laughs> he's fucking primed. <laughs> When the fuck did I get to a Guarquan concert? What the fuck? I'm going to save mankind. Take him out now. (laughs) Fucking lights him on fire. John! John! (laughs) I understand now why you cry. Buns, it's two weeks in a row with Terminator. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a good movie. Yeah, don't... Gun, 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 gun. Salvation. TJ's hanging out. Oh, what a out. bummer! TJ can't do a fucking thumbs up in a movie. <laughs> he can it now. Just take a while to set up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he has to play it into a it's piano. It's not pre-programmed. And run it back. 
while they're setting up his grip on the chain, they also set up his thumbs up, and he mm. just walks over with it out the whole time. Oh shit! It doesn't mean as much. I mean the fact. I mean, <laughs> Cyberdyne Systems finds one of his hands, and that fucking sets everything in motion. Like, oh, this is useless. Mm-hmm. This is another paradox. Yeah. Okay. He's got a fucking. You're going to write the whole movie on this podcast and someone's <laughs> going to make it out from under you. <laughs> and then we're going to be fucking pissed. <laughs> TJ's hanging out in his hotel room. We see the newspaper clipping he's kept this entire time by his bedside table. Uh, he must. They, no, that's just like the King James Bible. Like there's just one in every hotel room. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen that a few weeks ago. Like, ah, fuck. Vibrations I'm again. tired of reading about this fucking guy. <laughs> We get it. <laughs> he must be back. If, if only he had robot hands. It wouldn't mm. have been so bad. <laughs> Great point. He could have taken that knife blade. Just, you know, I mean, it's basically the same deal, right? Mm-hmm. He must be back in his hometown at this point because we see his dad, the cop, responding to another noise complaint. Wow. Uh This music is shaking the entire building. We see it that it's all coming out of like a travel-sized boombox in the hotel room. The geek is good. Cop walks in. TJ says, one minute, you're getting pretty good at these noise complaints. His dad is fucking flabbergasted. (laughs) It's a good reveal. It is a good Mm -hmm. reveal. TJ apologizes for everything. He keeps saying I was in a bad way. (laughs) He also tells his dad that he's currently on tour. He's going to be playing the Civic Center tonight. Wow. I know. That's the hottest place in town. The Jacob Javits Center. (laughs) How'd you get your hands on that? There's a rodeo tomorrow. The two-hand Civic Center? I heard gun show on Tuesday. (laughs) He's playing a two-hander with him, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I heard Fish is doing a residency next uh, next month <laughs> at the Two Hand Civic Center. This is one song. It's thirty eight minutes long. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> His dad's like, "How are you playing at the Civic Center? You don't have any fucking hands, dude." <laughs> That's exactly what he says. Yeah. TJ's like, "Don't worry about it." My friends made me these cyborg hands. You can digitally program the fingers to play almost anything you want. Wow. I call myself Cyberstorm. Oh, um, I gotta see this. <laughs> it's pretty great. I also, you know, um, it's interesting to think about how he can't ever improvise on stage, and uh, there's no, there's no real, there's no soul. The human creativity spark. That lets you improvise in the moment like that, he can't do it. And so in this way, he truly is a robot. Yeah. Yeah, but... I mean, a lot of DJs are knocked right now, right? Because people are saying, like, all they do is plug in a fucking USB stick and they're just pretending. So he was the first. He's a fucking trendsetter. True. Fucking ruined music. Yeah. Yeah, those DJs, they don't do shit, man. Those buttons don't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Boop, 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 boop. That's it. That's what he's doing up there. Mm. TJ kind of asks, what are the guys? When did Daft Punk start? 
the nineties. Time immemorial. Where in space? But, <laughs> friendly uh, space. <laughs> friend, friendly space. But like, never hurt anybody. Yeah, put your gun away, bones. They're fucking friendly. <laughs> they're done now. They're they're not coming back. They love Phantom of the Paradise. Hmm. Uh, their debut studio album was released January '97. Wow. <laughs> they love oh, shit. They love Phantom of the Paradise and Vibrations. <laughs> TJ asked about the band. Uh, Dad's like, nah. They moved. They all moved out to the West Coast. Um, they TJ- chopped off their hands in solidarity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll never perform again. <laughs> How come they never came and visited him during? They his didn't know where he was. Times? Yeah, nobody oh, knew where you he mean was when he lost his hands at the yeah. beginning. Oh, that's a good point. We should. They have were seen they him. were furious about the destruction of the band, mm-hmm. and he didn't even show up to the gig. Yeah, he did fuck up their big chance to. <laughs> yeah, make excellent it. point, Cron. Okay, George, it was kind I'm, of my point, Bones. George. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Quiet down, I'm George. Mad at- <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I said it. You, you remember how, how it only counts when Kron says it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry. I- George, I'm mad you didn't show up to the podcast tonight. But if I've known, if I knew it was because you got your hands cut off, I'd be like, oh, shit, George, are you okay? What if you knew that it was because my hands got chopped off because I was already late? And and uh, should never have been in that position in the first place. Because you did it just you to were have doing an something with your wiener. I was doing something with my wiener, and that's what I call my car. Then <laughs> you could be late. I, I'll accept it. Okay, thank you. I'm not mad. Okay, good. You don't sound mad, so no. He's not mad, right, guys? He's fucking fuming, dude. That's, oh, no. That face, that's Dan's standard face. So he's fine. Okay. All right. We'll see. It took me a long time. Oh. 100% first 10 years of our relationship, I just assumed Dan was always mad. It's and then shifting. at a certain point, I realized. Yeah, a lot of people say that. TJ also. And I realized that Kron would always get impatient. Like, he's like impatient and wants to. But I know now that that's, that is the. I'm calculating a joke mm. and taking in everything that you're saying so I can he use farted. it against you. He just face. farted. Yeah. Wow. He was muted, so it's in- impressive that you were able to tell. Yeah. It's always he was muted and tooted. It's always funny. <laughs> yeah. It's in the eyebrows. <laughs> well, you can see his that hoodie. That was what the waggle was about. You can see his about. hoodie flap. <laughs> I was wondering why he did a furious <laughs> eyebrow waggle at us. All right, guys. TJ also asked, what's Lisa doing? Uh, the dad is like, she's still around, but I haven't seen her for a while. After we stopped hooking up when you left the picture. Lisa's, yeah. Lisa's been dead for 20 <laughs> years. <laughs> Suicide. She found a man with three hands. <laughs> you treat her right. we never seen her again. Yep. TJ's like, well, I'd kind of like to see her, but don't tell her right now that I'm in town. I want to do it on my own terms, basically. During sound check, Lisa just shows up to the club. She hugs TJ. Anna Mika sees uh, this. I do love, he pulls this whole ruse to get his dad to show up, 
And then five minutes in, he's like, all right, dad, I got sound check. I got to go. <laughs> I, this would have bummed me the fuck out. Like the only, th- my fix would have been like, hey, I have sound check. Would you give me a ride? Wow. You know, and then cut to them in the cop car. And then you talk about the the band or something. Unfortunately, you know, like, he can go faster on his robot hands. Than mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> he just does like an Adam's family thing. <laughs> yeah. He just does a handstand. and He could have carried his dad in the other hand, though. That would have been nice. Oh, hell yeah. I could get used to this. <laughs> it's a living. <laughs> I got a noise complaint to stop at on the way, though. TJ assumes his dad told Lisa uh, that he was in town. She says, no, actually, a woman called me and, and told me that. It's hot. It was the landlord, right? Oh, two chicks talking on the phone, dude. Oh, my God. That is sexy. I'm not a pervert. I'm just horny. (laughs) Lisa walks out of the club. We see her boyfriend waiting. This guy is just some lame-ass milk toast pair of khakis. I mean, fucking loser. Damn, Kron. Damn, Kron. Oh, uh, the other guy has robot hands. I'm sorry. It's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, this dude could have a fucking hog, though, bro. Mm-mm. Not this guy. No, he was driving a car, okay. I think. I mean, TJ referred to his dong as a sawed-off shotgun. I, 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 That's true. Must be, must be pretty powerful. Another Terminator 2 reference. <laughs> I can't help. I can't help it. Uh, TJ sees Anamika walking off. He stops her. He's like, hey, I thought we were going to get fucking dinner together. Anamika says she doesn't want to get in the way since Lisa's back in the picture. TJ's like, whoa, babe, you know, that's that's my past. You're my future, and I love you. I think he they says lo- it like he had a choice shit. and not like she was already in another relationship. <laughs> You've and been he, hit by, you've been struck by a smooth criminal. Wow. Yeah, it's a good so line. True. It was but a good I, line. I like the, the ruse, though. He's like, you've got it all wrong, and that's your problem. The next Whoa. time you want to butt into my life, this is what's going to happen. And then he gives her a kiss. Wow. So and I, true. again, was like, God damn it, movie. Like, you got me. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Did you say that out loud? Yeah, I did. I was like, you fucking <laughs> thing. Like. You I'm so fucking movie. Yeah. yeah. You I'm primed by all these romantic comedies that, you know, three quarters of the way through, there's going to be some, you know, conflict. Uh, mis- miscommunication that we as a viewer are always like, if you would just say something, you know? And this movie, the guy's like, he just says it. And you're like, mm. oh, okay. Mm. Thank you, I guess. Nancy Myers ain't got shit on this fucking. <laughs> These two leave the club. That's right. <laughs> These two she leave. She wishes she could have done this shit. Uh, I didn't see any. Uh, or I, she wish, Yeah, the fucking kitchen in this was crazy. You saw him making up some milkshakes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, this thing is only just a few big ass comfortable sweaters away from being a Nancy Myers, right? Mm. Doesn't she use a lot and of a Bon Iver fucking soundtrack? <laughs> Uh, that's bony bear. Yeah. <laughs> it's I've I've seen it written out. <laughs> hey babe, I got us two tickets to the Bon Iver show. <laughs> I think he's playing. I think his opener is Moses on acid. Yep. 
What do you mean? Two-hander at the fucking yeah. Civic Center, bro. It's at the two-hand Civic Center. <laughs> Let's see. These two leave to get some food. A security guard. No, they guard. don't. He bails on her. Well, a security guard looks over. <laughs> and he's like, hey, good luck tonight. But now it hits TJ. The security guards are the guys. What? Finally. These are the guys who fucked up his entire life. (laughs) Very funny for him to just be like, I thought we were going to get dinner. And then be like, oh, actually, no dinner for me. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) TJ does decide to skip out on dinner. We see him backstage. He starts moving a speaker up in front of a vent and unloads the fucking Sonic booster. Uh Uh-oh. I think that was Guile's special move. Sonic Booster. Sonic Booster. <laughs> Is he fighting in front of the jet? Yeah. It's when he's uh, beating up a car in the bonus stage. <laughs> <laughs> TJ says he's going to skip out on dinner now, actually. <laughs> he's. Oh, wait, I already said that. Uh, yeah. TJ grabs a guy and says, hey, go set up some sandwiches and beers downstairs. <laughs> Tell all those security guys it's break time. And this guy elaborate is elaborate scheme. It's an elaborate mm-hmm. scheme. <laughs> this guy is like security's got it better than we do, huh, man? First, we're gonna chop up the sandwiches. Then we're gonna put them in a bag, and we're gonna take them down for the security guards. <laughs> Ice the Coca Colas. <laughs> We've really turned our life around since we. <laughs> Started to become a catering service instead of street pervs. <laughs> I'm still horny though. After yeah. we thought we killed that guy, the we horny really caterers. Straight. <laughs> the horny caterers. The only best thing we're piercing are city. little toothpicks with flags through little club sandwiches. Best in the city. Best. We'd be making a killing if I didn't have to keep rebuying switchblades every week. <laughs> We'd be making a killing if we didn't have to pay off all these fucking sexual harassment lawsuits every time we and all these weddings. cater a function. <laughs> yeah. Security guys show up. They start chowing down on all this food. Not since Monster Dog have we seen a group of of people freak out over some sandwiches and some chips, man. I love that he takes the whole tray over to the table. He's like, I'm laying claim to this whole thing. And I want none of that rabbit food. I I think he does it, though. I think he downs every single one of those sandwiches. Because they're in there for like, I don't know, eight hours, it seems like. Yeah. It's a while. Raves are long. That guy is so stoked at that fucking garbage can full of beers. Brewski's too, man. Hell yeah. I mean, they have to be in there for eight hours, Dan, because Cyberstorm is the headline act Closer, now, so yeah. he's last. He yeah. has to keep him trapped in there the whole time. Nobody wonders why security is not letting people in at the door. <laughs> it's just a rave. It's a rave. Eight well, the, the British tour manager that we get a five-minute monologue <laughs> from, he seems to be the only one noticing that there's no security at the venue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's brown M&M's. Fucking idiots. Eight hours is really just like two rave songs, though. So <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> Each act got cut short. 
Uh, these guys are chowing down. We do see outside the room gets like barred shut. So security's stuck in there now. Didn't it seem weird that the door already had those fucking bar, like the the U clamps for like conveniently locking somebody in there with a two by 12? Sounds like someone's never dealt with raucous entertainers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, you just lock them in there and let them fucking yeah, sweat it out them, for a second? Yeah, they, have to, they have to tucker themselves out. It's like a, a child screaming. You just have to okay. let them wear themselves out eventually. You know how fucking difficult Marilyn Manson is? Yeah, you just throw a two-by-four up there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let him out when it's time to go. Yeah, it's not its not your job to deal with his bullshit. They like it. They enjoy the confined space. It's like, it's like a dog crate. They feel comfortable in there. Get that creative energy. They'll yell themselves out. They'll go to sleep for four hours. I mean, am I wrong? It's it's not like they show a, a, a section where they try to open the door. They were just told to go down there and take a break. Or I guess he <laughs> says they'll call for them, right? He tells the redheaded guy, just take their break and wait for them, right? I guess. I mean, they I, also okay. drink a shitload of beer. Yeah, but you think after like two beers, you'd be like, shit, are they going like, yeah, to not, not working? Not if you're a degenerate like them. I don't know. I'm I two beers in. I'm not I can't fucking... get in that headspace. I'm too good of a guy. I'm a good fucking employee. Wow. I mean, Bones, these are people that uh, killed a guy. <laughs> They're, you know, like. Again, I can't get in that headspace. That's Never the kill truth anybody. that binds them, <laughs> and they, they drink to forget it. Yeah. <laughs> and to eat sandwiches to forget it. <laughs> Who hasn't been there? Uh, let's see. Cut over to the rave event. It's time for the Cyberstorm show. He's on stage doing his thing. Down below, security's just pounding these beers. Uh, one of these guys has like a... We see them like jump to a scene where he's at the punchline of a joke. He's like, <laughs> and I said, don't worry about it. Her mother ate it. <laughs> Everybody's ah. fucking busting a gut. It's like that comedy Bang Bang show... Uh, riddle me this where they like come up <laughs> with the end of a riddle and you have to go around and come up with the <laughs> with the the lead into it that's exactly that's exactly what it was like they were like all right we're just coming up with a punchline <laughs> we can't write an actual joke here while the performance it. rages on uh we see all the sonic booster setup like all the cables running down and shit cyberstorm kicks on the cyber booster Security guards start freaking out. They're going deaf down there. It's funny that it's not that loud down there. Like, it's it's clearly a high-pitched noise or whatever, and it's fucking with them. But it's not, like, a particularly loud environment. I mean, the horn on his car was more annoying. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I also, I love that as he is, like, attempting to murder these gentlemen... His cop dad and girlfriend are both just like smiling and waving for the audience. I think that's that's kind of what like snaps him out of it, right? Though I mean, yeah, right, yeah. Oh, I do have something to live for now. It's effective editing because, like you're saying, Kron, it snaps him out of it, but you don't see his face; you just see a fucking robot mask, and you are so attuned to like, oh, he's changing his mind; he's feeling bad about like it. It's just crazy how your brain connects that, mm-hmm. you know, so it's 
It's fucking good, man. Eisenstein would be proud. <laughs> TJ does see his dad. His dad gives him like a, like, yeah, this is great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I love techno. <laughs> Tight butthole. I still got my hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bragging about his two hands. He also looks over and sees Anamika. That's his future. Or was he holding up three? Like I, I, I stopped. I went had three noise complaints on the way here. That's why I'm late. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, TJ decides, "Fuck this! I'm not going to do it." He unplugs the booster. He's a new man, not out for revenge anymore. Uh, He finishes up the best set of his entire life, which, like we've said, is pre-programmed. So. Uh, Every set is the best set of his life. How great is that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's a Gen that's X nice. attitude, dude. I mean, okay. And you never, you never want to see this the show again because you got the experience. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like Neil Diamond, where you're just like, oh, I he's such a consummate professional that he's just putting out the same show every night. Mm-hmm. I think it's more like, uh, like the Grateful Dead. Like you'd never buy a Cyberstorm album, but you'd go to, <laughs> well, you travel the fucking country with him. Wow. All right, all these security guys, they're pissed now. TJ sees this. He starts waving at his dad, who understands uh, (laughs) that somehow these are the guys that fucked him up. He gets it. He knows. Also, the dad was like, if there was one thing I could do in my life, it's hunt down those kids who took my kids' hands. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's top of mind. Yeah. Uh, the dad intercepts. He leads all these guys outside, presumably to shoot them in the head. <laughs> Vengeance He's is sweet. Really uh, playing the hand of God. There. <laughs> mm-hmm. Literally, hand. Anamika walks on stage. Her and Cyberstorm kiss. Roll credits. The way I see it, you guys owe my son two hands. Wow. I'll leave but it up to I'm you to decide it. which two I take. <laughs> Yeah, make it quick. <laughs> Guys, that was... Handamika, is that something? Handamika? <laughs> Hanama. Let's, let's start that. <laughs> Guys, that was Vibrations from 1996. Wow. Dan, hit me with all the deep well of research that exists for this film. Kron, not much. Uh, released July 2nd, 1996. DTV direct to video. Um, I found that, that can't one. be true. <laughs> You're telling me this wasn't a theatrical smash hit? No, not even in the Philippines. <laughs> um, well, now I don't know what to think. There was one bit of information that said this was one of the first movies to be put on DVD, but I couldn't find any information to back that up. Um,. <laughs> Earlier, he did pick up cash whenever he was uh, doing the street peddling there. And uh, the other one was one of the groups that was singing or was on stage was an actual, like, pretty popular techno group that I had never heard of. So, was it the I Am Free song? Where I think he just it, yells, I Am Free for. Yeah, four I and think half it minutes. was that guy. <laughs> free, free, That's free, it. free, free. <laughs> That's I all I got. Free, you know, someone free, complaining free, about free, that song free, free. sounds like they're not free. <laughs> oh, no. I'm You're a fucking... Ch- chained. Uh, You're chained, bro. I'm a slave to this wage-based economy. Ooh. 
Don't trade on me. Dude, join wow. join Gen X. We don't we don't care about <laughs> we don't anything. Care. Dude. We don't care about anything. It's actually even fine. It's actually even cool. Mm-hmm. It's cool not to have care. a job and you who, live who in- if, I don't give a shit. You live in like a mansion and <laughs> fucking just make techno music all day. All right. Wasn't there a movie we covered where he was just like, I'm leaving this town to go be a techno artist? Yeah, it was called Vibrations, Dan. We just talked <laughs> it's, about it's it. It's this one, dude. <laughs> Shit. I think it was a Korean movie. Yeah, it was this I'll one, dude. <laughs> we're we're still in the episode, Dan. <laughs> There's another one. <sighs> I have to go back. Anyway, yeah, that's all I got. All right, guys. Are we ready? I think it's time to play uh, a permanent rave club inside New York's favorite game. <laughs> Rate my letterboxed. Rate my box. George, you remember how to play? I do. I do. And I'm ready. Would you like to start? Sure. I'll start. Hold on. Oh. Gentlemen. Oh, I always forget this I- part. At the time of our review for Vibrations from 1996, the letterboxed user rating is sitting at a 2.1. Wow. Wow, that's the exact same score as Supernova. <laughs> crazy. What's that? That is crazy. Um, okay, should I go? Yes, please. Yes, okay, uh, I think that Dan is going to come in at a dead center 2.5 I'm thinking Kron is going to come in low on this guy and I'm thinking one and a half? One and a half or two? Let me let me come back to you Kron I'm thinking that Bones is coming in at three and a half on this guy I think that he, he got enough out of it to uh, give it that juice but I don't think that he's going up to four that would be crazy Kron I think you. I think that you are going to say a two. I think you're going to say two. LD. All right, Bones. I got you at a. I got you at a two point five. Kron, I got you at a two point five. George, I'm going with a two point oh. Bones. Let me give Dan and Kron a 2.5. George, I'm going to go in a three. All right. Dan, 2.5. Bones. I do think Bones like this movie. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going with George here. Uh, 3.5. And George, I'm going to say, I'm going to give you a 2.5. What happens now? Do I reveal? You, you, you reveal yourself, George. Okay. Yourself. For me, yourself I'm, I think that this is a 2.5. It's, you know, it's got, it's got plenty of funny stuff, but also it's pretty long. <laughs> George has to say. Okay. Well, I mean, Short I, look, to the point. It, I like it. it. I mean, that... I don't know what else to say. It, like there, we talked about the insane stuff in it, 
but I feel like I definitely had more fun talking about the movie than I did watching it. There were like a few times where I laughed in disbelief, but I was like, I, I don't know. It was just I, I wasn't really wasn't really vibing with it too hard. It wasn't like offensive to me or anything, but uh, it, everything was just kind of like fine. And then there were a few good laughs, and so that's certainly enough to pre- prevent me from feeling negative towards it. I I, I just uh, am kind of right in the middle. Yeah, two point five. That's fair. Dan? I got to echo George. Uh, 2.5 as well. Yeah, it's a long one. Um, I love the dad. I love how just loving he is. Um, We didn't get a payoff with the guys that did this to him, really. (laughs) It was just kind of a, like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's what's up. But, I mean, we're already at an hour and 46 minutes at that point, so... <sighs> director's cut i guess i don't know <laughs> but um yeah i think we could have had a lot more with the robot hands i think we should have got to that a little sooner but uh not bad acting on tj's part whatever his name is um christina applegate <laughs> i did read a review of entertainment weekly from this time period that said christina applegate failed to be a lead actress once again wow i was like really with this movie that she was in i was like damn but uh but yeah uh, 2.5 for me man i did like this movie um (laughs) whether it wanted to or not this thing is like uh, a, a subversion of your expectation. I mean, from the tagline or the description alone, you think, oh, this is this thing at, at the 45 minute mark is going to turn into a violent revenge story. And then there's going to be some weird drawn out 15 minute uh, redemption thing or what. It, but no, like it's a fucking character study about uh, an insane loss and how through positivity and the right sort of help, like communal assistance and brotherly love, uh, like you can kind of turn your life around and you can make the best with what you're dealt. Um, I want that first thing though. What if he got like a knife attachment and he went after those bullies and he cut <laughs> off their hands? Uh, yeah. And that, that could, but I'm sure that that movie exists, right? I mean, it like, should. Yeah, uh, vibrations too. <laughs> yeah, you you sit down for what you think is going to be a revenge movie, and it's a redemption movie, and it's it's fun, it's positive. The negatives, I I do think it it is a little long. While it 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 does book, um, echo what Dan said. Great dad. Uh, the acting is sufficient for the story. I gotta go a three point five on this. I've thought about it for a whole fucking week. Like it, it's, it's just night. I'm glad this weird ass movie exists. It's positive. It, it's, it's positively wow. crazy. I'll tell you three point five. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, vibrations. This is a weird one. I mean, there's no movie quite like this that 
I've ever seen, at least, it is strangely positive. Like it kind of wants to have this uplifting message. And it does. I mean, to me, it ends up feeling like a, you know, like a B movie version of like, it's a wonderful life. Like we're going to teach someone how to appreciate what they have. Um, so it just has such a weird tone to it that that kind of, you know, uh, newness, it, like I've, I've never seen anything like that. So it was an interesting watch. I don't know if it's a great movie, um, but it does a lot that kind of kept me entertained from scene to scene. Um, I thought about this and I was like, the stuff that I really like here is when it is going into like a weirder kind of territory where, um, I mean, I love the two parts where he stops the knife attack and stops the fucking building from burning up because it's just, it's so out of left field that he like, he does a thing because he has this very specific like rubber hand and then people are like, this is a fucking miracle. Like, <laughs> like I'm scared by the miracle I've just seen. Um, so I wish the movie had just leaned into more of like a little bit of like goofy stuff like that. Um, it does get a little long, but I don't know. It's a fun watch if you've never seen this before. Um, I don't know if I like, if you've seen it before too, according to both. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if this is like a, you know, a well I would keep revisiting, but it is a fun, like, one-time watch. Um, I think I'm going to end at a 2.5 on this. I was close. I was close. I was glad I didn't go with a 1.5, in my guess. Let's update the sheet. All right, guys, vibrations from 1996 have an average score from the four of us of 2.75. This would end up at number 52 out of 95 films on our big list. What was it? Say that again. This this would be number 52 out of 95 on the big list. That's That feels right. That feels right to me. Yeah. This would land right below Black Dog at number 51 and right above The Hunger at 53. Were we wrong? Hey. Probably. <laughs> so there you yeah, go. The Hunger might need a revisit. Yeah. <laughs> it might need a reassessment after 80 movies. Oh, shit. Actually, like 90 movies. That was the first fucking category. Yeah, that yeah. was like the beginning. <laughs> yeah. You're still finding the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crown, whenever you're ready, I've got rate my letterbox scores. I am ready right now. Dan got a 1.5. You got a 3.0. And George and I tied with a 2.5. Strong showing there, George. Thank you. All right, guys. At the end of this round, uh, I would be leading the pack for rate my letterbox with a 13. Damn it. Right behind me would be Bones with a 12.5. Okay, that's good. Dan, right behind him with a 12. Only one point separates the three of us. Wow. And George, a very respectable 2.5. Hey, man, I'm in the mix. I'm in the mix. (laughs) You're there. I'm there. Hey, I don't see everybody else in the world having any points, Mm -hmm. so. It's true. 
there's um I don't want to keep you, George. I know you are a fellow Vonnegut lover. Yeah, baby. Are you familiar with uh, the Vonnegut story graph? With what his hands looked like? <laughs> They're probably all fucking yellow and black from he constant smoking lot, yeah. and fucking Dresden, buddy. Um, no, I don't know uh, the story graph. I'll, I'll, I'll try to draw something here, but um, Vonnegut talks a lot about like where you start a story and where you end a story mm-hmm. and the route that you take on that. And almost like Dan Harmon's sort of story circle theory, Vonnegut would talk a lot about like, if you start high and you end high, that's sort of a comedy. Mm-hmm. You'll start, you'll drop, and then you'll come back up. You'll have this like the very classic story of like Prince the Popper and then back up. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you might have a true comedy where, you start low and you end high and then a tragedy where you start high and you work down trying to graph this fucking movie <laughs> would be uh, a relatively mid start a immediate drop down and then the most fascinating climb <laughs> it would not wrap around on itself it it's it's all i could think about if you if you're interested in writing at all i find it uh He's got a lot of like online lectures where he discusses this, and that is interesting, especially because at first glance you'd be like, "Oh, he is starting extremely high. He has the the world is his oyster. He's a seventeen year old lad with a band that's about to break big." Yeah, and you're like, "Oh, he's living his best life," and then no, it turns out he needed to lose his hands in order to gain robotic strength and um, find love and find love. Yeah. Wow. Five-day rentals is changing the world. <laughs> Thanks, George. <laughs> I was thrilled to come back, boys. Uh, truly a joy for me to talk about movies with you three. Always a pleasure. Yeah, we loved having you. Uh, guys, this was the first selection for Nate Hands or Feet, a category all about the human body. Um, we're going to take a quick break for a little... Post game shower altogether. George, you're included. <laughs> of uh, course, I'm filthy after this, oh, this could, movie. Okay. And when we come, you're staying. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Okay. Well, we I don't got hop sh- off before we the have, ride's over. We got three shower heads. Is all I'm getting at. So uh, we'll make it work. We're gonna figure out if we just. I don't mind sharing. I don't mind sharing. If we just human centipede and move past the shower heads, nice. it's no That's problem. That's really good. That's really good. That's okay. Really good idea, we could do like we could midsummer around it, right? Mm-hmm. And you just sort of scrub in between, mm-hmm. and then our tears will also help to clean us. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll figure okay. and laughter. We'll figure all that out right now. Uh, this was <laughs> vibrations from 1996, and when we come back, Bones is going to let us know what our next selection is for Nate hands and feet or feet, whatever. Fuck it. (laughs) George, we were thrilled to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. Glad to crash and burn, crash and burn, crash and burn, crash and burn.
Welcome back. Um, that was an interesting shower experience, but we we got clean. Uh, speak for yourself. I still feel pretty dirty. <laughs> well, well, you move you move it's, so quickly past the shower heads, and it's a bummer that you feel <laughs> that shame. I mean, I thought we we talked about it beforehand, and you know, I thought I could agreed. handle there only being the three, and it turned out I yeah. did need a little extra space. I'm a big guy, you know. It's it's difficult. You get a little confined, a little claustrophobic. And I'm quite tall, so there's a few things that are probably like right at eye level for you. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sorry. For sure. And I'm not uh, that tall. I'm, I'm okay. not like a insane. I mean, I'm like above three feet for sure. Did yeah. I get everybody's feet? Good. <laughs> Thank that you. That is I, definitely you, the cleanest part of me. Mm-hmm. Didn't ask yeah. for it, but didn't hate it. No, for sure. A little ticklish. Speaking of feet, this category, Nate, hands or feet. Thank you, Kron. Um This was an easy choice for me. I had I had a flick just waiting in the queue for a prime category, and I think this fits perfectly. Uh, we're going a little bit more modern. We're going to 2018, and guys, it's me. You know I'm bringing the action. 2018, Lee Wanell's. Upgrade. I know one of the 5D crew has also seen this movie. So don't go a looking, Kron. That is me. (laughs) Oh, okay. I've seen it. So don't go looking, (laughs) Kron. I'm looking right now. Not man, not machine, more. A brutal mugging leaves Gray Trace paralyzed. Gray Trace, that's a fucking great action name. (laughs) In the hospital and his beloved wife dead, a billionaire inventor soon offers Trace a cure, an artificial intelligence implant called STEM that will enhance his body. Now able to walk, Gray finds that he also has superhuman strength and agility, skills he uses to seek revenge against the thugs who destroyed his life. So basically the movie that we thought vibrations would become. Yeah. But without robot hands, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Oh, man. And Uh, a lot less techno. You're going to get shotgun arms, bro. You thought Henry Cavill was fucking dropping shotgun arms? Wow. (laughs) He said it here. Uh not, not uh, a lot of movies from Lee. Uh, he also did that Invisible Man movie that I don't understand. Hollow Man? <laughs> no, that was Paul Verhoeven. That Invisible Man movie was a bummer to me. Because it was the first time that I was like, oh, we as audiences are not willing to accept guy drinks potion and goes crazy as motivation anymore, which is what I expected going into that movie i was like oh it's gonna be the invisible man this is what happens is he drinks a potion and he goes crazy and now he's invisible and it was like no it's a tech guy with a camera suit and i was like oh wow that fucking sucks i hate that so much (laughs) who also is abusing his girlfriend yeah um there was some good stuff in it but and like good use of negative space obviously the tension was really good but I was just like really bummed out by my realization of where we were as cinema goers because of that movie. 
Hey, I mean, Hollow Man was still, I inject a thing into me and it... And it perfected it, so you yeah. can't do it again after well, that. Well, I guess well, that's true. There was a Hollow Man too, so... And look what happened. Mm-hmm. Waiting for Dan to pick it. it. I haven't seen it, so I don't know what don't happened. Don't remind Kron that there's a Hollow Man too, please. I just reminded Kron there's a Hollow Man <laughs> too, and you better believe I'm writing it down, Dan. <laughs> I know you are. Fuck. Wow. Paul V... Where do you again. where do you come down on memoirs? On memoirs of, of an invisible man. Oh, have not seen. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I asking him about memoirs in general. Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Do, not do really you journal? Non, not really into nonfiction, but I guess if I'm gonna read some, it's usually a memoir. <laughs> a memoir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't seen memoirs of an invisible man either, and. I really want to get through all the Carpenters, but I'm kind of down to like the, I should have saved like a good one in there. To yourself with at the end, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I'm That's why I'm down. saving In the Mouth of Madness. Mm, it's good. That's yeah. a good one. Breaking case of uh, emergency. But I've got like memoirs left. I've got, you know, uh, what was the very last one that he did? The, I don't know, the pit Ghost of or the ward? The ward. Award. Yeah, I've got yeah. that yeah. I, have, I, mean, I have all those, and then even some that people are like, I actually kind of like that one, and I'm still giving them side eye, like uh, friggin' vampires or whatever. I watched vampires. It was not great. It should have. It should have been 80 minutes long. I mean, that's, that's where I'm at. In like, I don't. It doesn't look good, and I'm not like trying to seek out more James Woods material to love. <laughs> I have Videodrome, and I already feel guilty about that. <laughs> I console yeah. myself telling my telling myself that it's because he's a scumbag that it's good casting. Well, I don't but. I don't think he's a great actor, but I love his political stances. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's really fair. I guess that's what I'm drawn to as well when I think about it. Yeah, political stances and also his general treatment of young women. Yeah, he seems like a absolute piece of shit. So. <laughs> Hey, this seems like a fun after showers topic. Okay, who, <laughs> who is my dick is soft, right? Now. <laughs> well, we take a cold shower. <laughs> who has uh, worst politics, but is best artist in terms of like you know the person you have to separate from their personal beliefs the most? I had to learn that Kurt Russell was a libertarian like five times because I just blocked it out of my head every time I heard it. And every time my buddy Joe is the one who told me this like several times and uh, it like it has come up in interviews. I think it's probably more like the older style of libertarian where it's more like I just don't actually want to get involved in politics at all. Or at yeah. least that's how I'm telling myself that it's the case. But uh, every time I reacted strongly when he would say something about it and he was like, how many times do I fucking like teach you this information? And it turns out the answer was several. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd put Clint up there, Eastwood, same way. Like, love the guy, but don't want to also, think about. Hitchcock it. is a big one for me as well. Oh, I wasn't aware of his. Uh, I mean, it's not really so much politics, but just like general. He was kind of like a scumbag. Sh- <laughs> shitty, yeah. shitty to his actresses a lot, right? Yeah, like, right. yeah, and very misogynistic in general. Uh, I, I'll say I I do kind of hate how much I like uh, 
Mel Gibson's acting and directing. I mean, uh, I love choice. Apocalypse. Great choice. Um, I mean, and wasn't it? Didn't you guys fucking get that one? That one question during the legal thriller where you were like best religious nut job performance, and I thought you were literally talking about a religious nut job and chose Mel Gibson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Kron, he is he is good, and it sucks that he's good. Yeah, it's a we we watched Apocalypto on our podcast, and I was just like, there's a part of me that's really like. I wish this dude kept making movies because I think Apocalypto is great, but I mean, the guy is a piece of shit, so I don't know. Yeah. There was other great stuff created in his stead. Yeah. It's definitely a kid rock for me, guys. <laughs> you love Werewolves of London. Okay. Bah with the bah hits, dude. Oh. I'm just a cowboy, yeah. baby. I think that's the burden of being an action fan that is also, uh, super super progressive mm. like i already have to combat like my thoughts on like gun violence and <laughs> highlighting all of that stuff like i have to separate that yeah. and then when i have to separate the fact that like all of these guys are from chuck norris to St- stallone that they're all like conservative fucking assholes like mm. keanu seems to be like the coolest of that group you know i don't but not a whole lot of uh, fucking action stars at Bernie rallies, you know? Yeah. I saw Jackie Chan there once, I think. <laughs> <laughs> he's got some uh, no, yeah, weird probably, stances, sure. too, I think. Yeah, sure. Taiwan. Maybe sure. Yeah. Maybe the best thing is just to never learn about people you like yeah, because exactly. it'll bum you out. Yeah. Never poor, poor Dan having to do all that research. Mm-hmm. <laughs> poor George. God damn. Yeah. It does get Although, grim occasionally. <laughs> yeah, but I mean... Hey, I don't go as deep as George. Genre-wise, <laughs> though, horror seems to always be like the nicest people. You know, I will it's like also metal say fans. that there is sometimes an element of like doing the deep research makes you realize that it's a little more gray, perhaps, where like Lars von Trier... I mean, yeah, he has definitely done a lot of over-the-line stuff, but he also is clearly mentally ill. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, definitely, I think that there is some like self-interrogation happening as well, where he puts himself through a lot as well. I'm not trying to justify what he's doing, but I'm just saying that it's a little more gray, I think, than just, oh, he's a fucking dickhead scum, like sexist who puts his actresses through a lot. Yeah. Well, we sort of put ourselves in a bind once a month with this Thunder in Paradise <laughs> dissection. I mean, yeah. we we straight up put a disclaimer in the first episode. He's like, running wild on you, brother. Oof. <laughs> yeah, yes. So, <laughs> Still. Uh, so speaking of Thunder in Paradise, uh, last week, as of this drop, um, we'll have Greg from Weekly Podcast Massacre. Helping us dissect Thunder in Paradise 2, episode 6 and 7. And and George, you've already uh, verbally committed to. I have. It's true. Yeah. And we've we've ruined you by putting you really late. So you have to watch <laughs> to all catch of them. Up. Yeah, I have yeah. to actually watch you, the whole hey, series. Hey, poor bastard. <laughs> you, you actually don't. None of them are connected in any way. So it's not intentionally <laughs> No. He loves deep research. So. Oh, yeah. I love doing it. It's not a huge. <laughs> 
friggin' sword of Damocles sing- <laughs> swinging over my head every week. <laughs> All right, so uh, check out the best little horror house in Philly again. Uh, fantastic fucking show. Anybody amongst our podcast family, uh, you know what? It, we would all undoubtedly say you are the fucking kink shit of fuck oh, mountain there, George. You. We 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 pale. We we we're freezing in your shadow, buddy. No, no, so it's a, an absolute honor to have you on the show. Uh, I, I you'll I be back. Disagree. I disagree that you are anywhere in my shadow at all. This is a wonderful show. I love talking movies with you guys. I encourage everybody if you are going to check out Best Little Horror House, start with these guys' episodes because all three of them are fucking great. I definitely point people towards them when they're like when they're getting into the show. Um, it's it's really fun, and I also really love that all three of you picked very different movies, and so I think it's a really great spread. Of um of what you guys can bring to the table, I just love to doing it. So I'm I'm glad to be glad to be pod buds with you guys. Oh, that's that's too, kind of too kind. Oh man, yeah. I'm All so right. hard right now. Yeah, <laughs> get him back in the cold shower. Let's get back in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna do a thing. No 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 feet stuff, Dan. All right. Come back next week, 2018's Upgrade, as we continue Nate Hands or Feet for Laundry Dan, Cron Howard, and a great friend of the show, George. I have been Bones, guys. Crash and burn. Crash and burn. Cyber Christ raves. (laughs) A fucking iceberg.